Hey guys, welcome to the Hunter's Quest podcast. This is your host, Hunter McWaters. Hope you're doing well. And uh, this week I have a really cool podcast for you. It's kind of unique. Um, my friend Jeff Roberts, who is the main man over at the P and Wild podcast, um, is doing a series on kind of outdoor industry specific videography and photography stuff. You know, a lot of guys are getting into, you know, filming their hunts, taking photos. Um, and you know, that goes all the way from guys who just want to do it for fun and kind of share with friends all the way up to, you know, those of you out there who may want to actually try to get into the industry and, um, you know, pursue, uh, media creation, content creation at a professional level in the outdoor industry. So, He's doing a little bit of a series over there on the PN Wild podcast. It's a great podcast if you haven't listened to it before. Um, and me and Jeff have become friends. He was on my show not too long ago. So he asked me to jump on and do a show, like I said, just about kind of videography, photography stuff um, in the hunting industry. And it's it's really cool. We uh, we actually sat down. We ended up having like a two-hour conversation um, and just flowing and having a good time. Um, and it was such a good conversation. I figured, you know what? I want to release this on my show too. Um, it's a little unique, but, uh, I think you guys will enjoy it because we really get into some really awesome, um, tips and tactics and details. And I shared, a, um, a lot of really good information with Jeff that even he didn't know. Um, and, uh, so I think there's some really good tidbits in there, uh, for you guys that might be interested in photo and video. And even if you're not, it's just kind of a, cool kind of candid conversation sort of behind the curtain of uh producing you know content and stuff so it's a cool episode and um hope you guys enjoy it definitely check out p and wild um they are also go hunt uh, ambassadors as i am and we talk about it in the episode and um you know i say it all the time guys it's it's really not a commercial um now is the time of year uh to to pick up tags to get into the applications and um, if you want to get multiple tags and know how to get multiple tags and be able to have access to all the information you need, seasons, you know, draw results, harvest percentages, everything you need really in one spot, um, I really can't say enough about how valuable Go Hunt Insider is. I've been a member since before I even started a podcast. Uh, I don't know how people do it without it, to be honest with you. Um, you know, unless you're just kind of looking at one state at a time, but you know, these days you need to have a multi-state strategy and to keep all your ducks in a row, you just, you need the help of a tool like Go Hunt Insider. So that's what I use. Like I said, I've been using them since before, you know, I was making content at all. So it's, it's really a true kind of unbiased opinion. Um, and I'm fortunate to be a partner with them now. So if you go to go hunt and sign up for insider use the code quest you will save some money on your membership and you will also be helping the show you can use that code quest at outdoor class and in the go hunt gear shop and save as well but now's the time when you really got to pick up that insider membership so use that code quest and save and um, we'll just jump into this episode with jeff that's kind of like i said all about videography and photography and um you know just one thing I want to throw out there real quick. So since this was on his podcast, uh, he may have um, dropped a few low-level expletives. <laughs> I can't exactly remember. Um, nothing crazy, but um, just a heads up. You know, if you're listening with kids, there may be um, some S words in there or something. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, 
Hope you guys enjoy it, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Is that the um, is that the two point eight? Yes, yeah, that's the seventy two hundred two eight, and that's I like, got mine right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude! Like that, I don't use it that much though. It's my uh, the seventy two hundred. Well, I don't do much still photography to be honest, and I I usually am carrying around a two to six. Oh yeah, so yeah. it's just not worth all that weight. I can't on most of my trips justify both of those lenses. So I got you. Um, yeah, but. It's, the seventy two hundred is by far my like my most favorite photography lens that I, I sure. use. Period. It's it's absolutely insane. okay. It's great for stills. It is. All right, I got my uh, record going here. I got record yep. going here. All right, we are good to go. Uh, all right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the PNL Podcast. It's episode two of our photography videography series that we just started. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed episode one with uh, Mr. Kobe Owens. Today, I'm joined by Hunter McWaters, and uh, he is the uh, owner, author, the the the, the face of <laughs> the Hunter's Quest on Instagram, YouTube, all sorts of cool stuff going on from him. Podcast. Um, well, yep. with uh, give us this a little introduction. Episode. Yes, dude, that is super cool, so, man. What are you guys on right now? We are on one. This will be one sixteen. We're okay, sixteen cool. ahead of you. Nice man. Um, yeah, I remember. I've been kind of following you guys since um, since I started this whole thing, like back in twenty or two years ago, almost exactly two years ago. Yeah, just did my hundredth episode with Remy Warren. Wow, that was cool. That's he joined awesome, me like dude. as a special guest. Yeah, and so uh, that was cool. So yeah, it's been really cool, man. Um, it's been a fun. It's been a fun little journey for yeah, sure. Of course, yeah. uh, it's a. Uh, it is a definitely a journey. I think that's the the key word there is journey. You know, like there's yeah. no there's no quick overnight success in this grind that we've been a part of. But realistically, it's uh that's the fun part. The journey is the fun part. You know, the destination Absolutely. is the destination keeps you you know keep you going and keeps you driven. But man, I'm I'm just enjoying every step of it and uh just yeah, when you love what you're, when you love what you're doing genuinely, it's really like. It's not. It's like working is fun, and almost like it's it's hard to detach yourself sometimes and like be like, okay, now it's family time. You know what it, I mean? Oh, dude, um, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, like I could it just uh, jazzes you up, you know? Yeah, man, and and I could come out <laughs> to the studio and just do stuff for you know P and Wild every single day and, and just every night, you know, until it's bedtime. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. You just can become addicted to the to the the suffer fest and the journey and just continuing to yeah. continuously wanting to grow and just push it and there's all yeah. sorts of new ideas, just like this this photography podcast idea, you know, like yeah. I've done a couple of them, uh, with a couple just photographers around just because I'm super passionate about it and always want to learn and getting on some you know professional photographers like Jason Loftus, like uh yeah. untamed images. Like we did a podcast with him and oh my gosh, that guy's photography is so amazing yeah. and just genuinely i wanted to have your on stuff just to, looking good look good too man like i've been seeing some of your stuff on instagram like uh some of that waterfowl stuff i thought looked really good oh thanks man appreciate that and uh some of the stuff from um uh your deer hunt that was cool yeah and dude. it's been cool watching you guys kind of uh you guys have been growing fast dude i, I yeah. like good like you guys have done a really good job of of growing a nice following quick so thanks man really appreciate yeah. that and uh that was really just uh like accidentally 
I, gra- I grabbed a camera in two. I guess we'll just start this over here. So in 2015, I uh, asked my folks for uh, money to go towards a camera for Christmas. You know, my folks yeah. always do, you know, pretty decent sized gifts and stuff. And I was like, hey, just hold off the gifts and uh, how about just cash and you guys can help me buy my first camera. And so nice. I got my brother in on it, got my mom and dad in on it. And I think together, like combined, they, they came up with like 500 bucks or something. And then I just matched it and I, I bought my first camera from a buddy of mine at work who just happened to have like a Canon 70D, couple kit lenses. Like it was brand new I from Costco. I for a while, one time. Yeah, man. I used to have one at work. I used it quite a bit. It's a good camera. It's a it perfect a camera. starter camera. Yeah, yeah I think like the Costco sure. kit is like, 1400 bucks when that back in 2015 mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And I like uh, using that me too, man. Was, that's how I learned everything. And then it was so really I got close that. to the original a seven. It came out right around the time of the, yeah. the original Sony a seven. That was my first camera I ever bought. Really? Um, and it was just, the a seven was just a little bit more designed for the videographer. Like DSLRs were still very much still photography cameras. only. Yes. The a seven was the first one that was like, this thing is made for video. Like it had zebras and peaking and all these cool video features that only like top end camcorders had at the time. Yes. So that's why I went with the a seven plus the mirrorless thing and everything. So dude, you got um, on the boat at the right time though. Cause Sony has like led that mirrorless world and they've been like true, almost like true hybrids since like the inset, like since I started following photography, like, and then the a seven three came out and it was just like, yeah. that was the Holy grail oh, yeah. of like a true hybrid. You could do That's what I'm shooting on now. Like, oh Yeah. Exactly. It's still a, a baller camera right now. And the A7 IV came out and the A7S3 yeah. is out now. So yeah, there's definitely, you know, better cameras out, but that thing just like was the top dog for true hybrids. It could do amazing video work. We actually all the entirety of Tamarack, our like feature film that won the Western Hunter Film Expo or Film yeah. Festival. That was shot <laughs> on and almost entirely the A7 III, except for some of the, the longer distance stuff was either phone scope or our Handycam, which was the Sony AX700. And then yeah. that, that's like a $2,500 Handycam. And it, it, it worked awesome. Exactly what we wanted to do with it. It was uh, like some talking head stuff where you could just open mm-hmm. it up really quick and hit the button. Like you could be recording in a half a second on that thing. Rather yeah. than the, you know, turning on mics, taking the fil- the lens cap off, you know, getting <laughs> yeah. stable with an, you know, with a, I, know. I a always mirrorless. recommend those type of cameras to people too, like when they're first starting out too, for like long distance stuff. Yeah. Like my, when I started off, you know, I was not that even just for starting off, like a lot of TV shows are filmed still on cameras like that. Mm. Um, but, um, but yeah, dude, like, I don't know. Have you, have you, are you still carrying it around quite a bit? No, we actually sold it when we switched. When, yeah, because it, uh, it, I just wasn't a super big fan of having so many like picture profiles when you get to like post processing. When I would put, I would export yes. in my Canon footage, my Nikon footage, my Sony yeah. Handycam. It all and looks then, totally different. Yes, and I couldn't get it to color grade and, and make it all look uniform. And yep. then, you know, like that's when I really started caring about that look and trying to maintain the quality that we were proud to put out. And I mean, dude, we're yep. just YouTubers. I'm not, I'm not putting together a Netflix series, but still I wanted to maintain a certain amount of quality. And uh, no, that's oh why boy. I carry this thing. Oh gosh. Goodness gracious. That's why I carry this bad boy and it sucks. It's heavy. It's probably like eight pounds or something. Is that the two to six? Lens. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. It's worth it. Of course. Yeah. That, those dude. I got to, yeah, we're going to get into this. So I'm, I'm, I got questions for you for sure. We got, we've been, we're like already rabbit hole, doing so many <laughs> rabbit trails. Like we can't even stay on one story, but it's all good. This is what podcasts are for though, especially podcasts like this. And I'm excited for it. So I don't even know yeah. where we were. 
I don't know what I was talking I don't about. Either. Oh, you, picture profiles. 70D. Yeah. Because that's what your first <laughs> camera was. And I went off on an A7S tangent. And anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I was talking about like picture profiles. And, and I sold that AX700 because we wanted to like uniform our look. And I should be able to import it and color grade it. And they should all yeah. look, you know, better rather than when you switch, you know, cut between scenes. And then I go to Patrick's camera, which was the Sony A7 III. And then I go to Zach's, which was a Nikon. Right. And then I go to mine, which was the Nikon Z7 and then I go to Bobby's and he's got the Handycam and you're like oh my gosh there's like so many different profiles to look at and yeah. so you can you can only do so much in, in post so this year in 2022 we just sold everything we got two Canon R6s and then my Canon R5 for photography and I do nice. I help out with like some slow-mo clips and stuff and try to get b-roll but our main like talking head stuff is with the new Canon R6 and we're gonna sell one of those and get the new Canon R, uh, R6 Mark II because that just came out. I think they're shipping in January. And the big reason for that is because they have the unlimited recording limit. Um, mm-hmm. With the current cameras that we have, we have uh, recording limits. So it's 29 minutes, 59 seconds. Yeah. And we're going to start recording podcasts here in the studio. So I'm going to fixing that nice. setup a little bit. And we're going to record That's why those. I like the A7S3, too. No dude, record limit on that guy. I know. Either. Sony has but, like legitimately the best video specs, period. I'm just yeah. so used but to Canon. Those stuff. Canon. Yeah, we were talking about it off air, like that that camera that uh, Luke had that in our uh, our the R three right. He's got the R three, like the badass flagship. I thought it was R six. It's not. It's R three. Yeah, the R six is the like twenty five hundred dollar version. Um, he's got an R three, which it, I okay. talked to Luke too, and he's you, got yeah. the new R three. You know better than I do. But anyway, what the footage and the stills are sick from that thing. Though. Incredible. Yes, they're yeah. incredible. So I was I was like. I'm very much like a Sony guy or whatever. I love Sony. I learned on Sony. It's just kind of what I've used forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to say that camera looks good. The footage looks good. Yes, man. They're, they're awesome. And Canon has really made like some serious leaps and bounds on their mirrorless. And I just love the, the ergonomics of the Canon so far. Like my brother has the Sony a seven, uh, R four. So like the 61 mm-hmm. megapixel, like photography, like flagship for, for Sony. And, uh, they feel good. Like there's nothing wrong with them, but I'm just so used to like this R five almost feels like the old DSLRs, you know, like big and like, you know, like they feel like they could throw them through a window and they'd be fine. Not saying like that the Sony's don't, but I'm just so used to having like the ergonomics of the Canon. Now I'm just like, I don't think I'm going anywhere. And especially Dude, now you that you have for that thing. Okay. You just took, off yeah, the I just lens. took the like, lens off. Yeah. <laughs> giving you a heart attack. Just, yeah. I was like, yeah, the guy, I'm very much like a lens cap person. Oh, you and, have to be. Uh, yeah, and like some of, some of my friends I like worked with before, like just like Brian, he's just throwing stuff everywhere. Like lens caps falling, not like like losing them, but he just. I'm very much like I carry extra lens caps in my stuff. <laughs> I would be much more like Brian. I've never lost one though, dude. <laughs> amazingly, I've never lost a lens cap in the field yet. Oh man, I've lost several. I've had to Amazon uh, just a boatload of them and just get like extras in the studio because when I get home, I'm like, which pair of pants was that lens cap in? <laughs> yeah, dude, I had to have lost one at some point. I don't know, but I have extras. <laughs> oh, but, I've definitely uh, lost them. Um, but yeah, back to the uniformity. That's what that's the plan. That's what we're going to be using in 2023. Good. We're going to have an R6, an R6 II, and then the Canon R5. Um, but yeah, th- so each one of us have a camera body and we'll each have like a, uh, like a specific goal in mind. So like one's going to be, you know, like all the talking head update stuff. One's going to be B roll. And then yeah. like, I'll, fo- I'll try to focus on photography as much as I love like doing video stuff. Like I still truly love taking pictures and that's yeah. like, uh, 
just uh, that's what makes well, me happy when I'm out pictures there. Pictures and then shoot animals and let those guys film you. Exactly. And the the, the <laughs> badass thing about the R5 is um, I have like you can switch to um, what like you got preset buttons. I'm sure you have all your preset buttons too. Oh yeah. And then on the very like up here by my shutter button, it's an M F N button, and that will switch me from whatever setting I'm in on right now on my like when I'm shooting a picture, and I can uh-huh. set the M F N button to like go to 4K 120, and then so instantly I can start recording like 120 if I see like a cool b-roll shot or okay that's tight see same thing right here see this dial on my sony yep can you see that i can i don't know if it's in focus or not it is not um, but i can see it it has numbers so that's like your manual and different settings and stuff yeah but one of it is there's numbers one two and three you can set them completely customize any like 120 4k you know whatever and then just set it so i have the same things you got I'll set it to 24 and uh-huh. one for like talking head stuff to two for like 60 for B roll. Yep. And then three for 120, which this one records the audio too. Unlike the cannons. Oh yes. Oh. You're right. <laughs> Sorry, so shots, fired. shots fired. Uh, shots fired. Um, and, uh, but so yeah, you can just switch real quick between uh, all the different frame rates and stuff. It's pretty cool, man. Definitely. And, th- and that's what saves a bunch of time. Um, when trying to get those little clips like that, or if I'm banging pictures and I'm like, oh, this is a, this would also be a cool B-roll, you know, segment or something like that. I'll just hit that button really quick, hit the record button, and now I can record yeah, ten That's seconds awesome. of you guys cruising through. If you're packing out and you got a cool, you got a buck on your back or something like that, and you want to get both pictures and and some B-roll stuff, yeah, dude. You, you gotta you gotta have presets like that, or else you just won't. You know, you won't yeah. take that extra five seconds because then you're missing pictures. You know, so if, if it's not quick, I think you're you're truly gonna miss it. You're gonna miss the shots, and you're gonna be Gotta like, be quick out there. You do, you, you do, and you, and you don't want to be like, I'll do it. Don't get me wrong. Like some of our pictures, I'll be like, Hey, Bob, stop. You know, turn to your left. I'll get those. But I think like the truly the best pictures you get are the you're just like a fly on the wall. I'm trying to keep up with them. I'm running behind. Hundred percent. And like I'll, I'll and have those to are the pictures that are more fun to take too. hundred percent. Yeah. I think it's because. It's yeah, you're capturing a real moment. Yes, one million percent, one million percent, and and that's what I got, I have fun with it too. Is like okay, I've done this picture a million times. How do I make this different? So I like run around and try to get in front of them or get a weird angle of them, especially like pack outs. I think yeah, packed out pictures, like you do, man, and you got to stand out. So you can't like how many pick how many people have taken the same picture, especially in our industry. They're like there's there's a dead animal. You're gonna take pictures of it. So I try yeah. to be different. I try to think outside the box. I try to do sure. like weird obscure angles. Not, you're and, just gonna like end up with a bunch of like i've seen ex- inexperienced guys where you kind of get back and like 95 percent of the footage is just like you full frame in the back of you walking you yeah know? <laughs> yeah and like you gotta like you know and uh, i'm not like saying anything but it's just you know i was probably the same way when i was first starting out but yeah thinking of the unique ways to like i don't know like zoom in on the gun only for a few seconds like yeah get this close up of the boots you know like yeah maybe run ahead of the guy and get the front angle you know so of course stuff like that no 100 percent, dude and i think that's important too it is just I love that stuff keep keep being creative and and dude it's like take the shots and sometimes if you get back to the computer you'll be like well that didn't work like that's exactly. <laughs> that's but not what know. i'm looking for then you know right. but at least you're exactly. going through you know shots when you get back and you import everything to a computer and and you're kind of going through your shots and, mm-hmm. and sometimes like you surprise yourself like whoa i don't remember doing this but that turned out sick yeah and, like do that and all the time Getting your own stuff makes you so much better of a filmmaker or photographer because you're it's like game film it's it's like you're saying okay this worked this was awesome this looks amazing that looks terrible you know what i mean like you know (laughs) that's a good point when you put the film film together too you kind of know what you've shot oh oh, yeah 
Oh yeah. You're not like digging through like, okay, is there a shot of this? Or, no, you know what's in there. Yes. A hundred percent. I love it. I love it, man. I love it. Me too. I truly do. Um, before we get too far into the conversation, let's do, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell people where to find you. Tell people what you do, what, uh, what mm-hmm. kind of work you do, kind of the podcast stuff. Like tell us everything. Give us a little bit of background too, where you grew up hunting and, and that kind of okay. thing. Yeah, man. So man, um, I, I'm from Virginia. So this, this Western hunting thing is a little bit new for me. I've only been doing it for about three years, but I've kind of like hit it really hard, like through, like went all in, you know, I don't know. Some people may have heard the podcast you, you did on my show, which mm-hmm. was cool. Yep. But, um, you know, grew up like a lot of guys out here, waterfowling and, um, and deer hunting. And then I just fell in love with, uh, bow hunting whitetails. I shot my first one when I was like 14 with a bow and, I was in a shotgun and bow only County. So I wasn't really exposed to rifle, uh, shooting oh. or rifles much at all. Like I knew literally almost nothing about rifles till like a couple years ago. So, um, so anyway, that's kind of my background hunting. And then, you know, I don't want to go like way too crazy in depth with my story because people can hear it on my podcast and stuff that they want. But, mm-hmm. um, I basically found Western hunting at the, just like perfect moment in my life where like it really like I'm not kidding like not was it was you know I think God was the the main driving force for me but hunting was like such a huge thing like a positive impact in my life like in terms of just being a better person getting in shape physically you know working on my mental toughness my spirituality everything it was just a life-changing experience after that first uh backcountry trip which happened to be in Alaska whoa yeah. So I got like, you know, I just like got baptized by fire and, um, and then I've been doing like four, like four and five Western hunts a year since then. Like whether I'm filming somebody else, kind of how I got my start, then I've been doing this podcast for about two years and I started making my own films and I'm actually, I just announced this. I just did my hundredth pod, hundredth uh, podcast episode, um, just the other day. And uh, I just announced I'm actually launching a TV show on a sportsman channel of qu- in quarter three of 2023. Woo! So doggy. <laughs> yeah. Congrats, um, man. That is super cool to hear. Yeah. So I got to shout that out. Absolutely. Um, I'm excited about it, man. What's the name going to be of it? I'm just going to keep it the Hunter's Quest. You know, it's kind of a play on words. It's not. I hope people don't like hear this when they hear it. So my name is Hunter, but like, it's not about like just my quest, like Hunter's quest. It's the Hunter's quest. It's like our quest as hunters collectively. Mm -hmm. Um, The way I see it, like, and you know, part of the whole thing is just kind of showing guys like East coast guys or Midwest guys who are more whitetail guys like I was. And just until like three years ago that you really can, do these kind of awesome adventures even on a pretty low budget and do it DIY public land. Like you don't have to pay a guide. You don't have to like wait years to draw some crazy tag. Like there's opportunity out there that you can draw this year. You can get a tag and you can go out and have a cool adventure, man. Dude, that's so dope. And and you're, you're completely right. I guess I'm like, when people say I say I'm heading east because I'm as far west as you can get. I'm in the west coast. Of, west. <laughs> exactly. Western hunting for you is going east. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so like any like six miles to my west is the ocean. Like I can't go yeah. any farther. You know to the west, and uh, so I'm right on the western coast of of Washington, right on the Puget Sound. Um, so every time I go to the west, like Wyoming, Colorado, yeah, Montana, Idaho, Utah, whatever, I'm going to the east. Um, and and I was the same way, dude. Kind of when I started, I was like, man, one day. 
day, like it's a dream of mine to go to Montana and hunt, you know, mule deer, go to Wyoming and hunt elk. And then you get down this path to kind of like focus on it and you, you, you learn quickly like, oh shit, it's only like 500 bucks. Like, <laughs> and you don't yeah, need guides and, like, and I don't need to, yeah, you know, exactly, talk to the governor. Dude. Like it's, you know, it's, it's fairly, it's fairly simple. And I will dude, give a... Once- a Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, once you kind of figure out the system, yeah. even though it still is complicated, but like, you know, using, I use GoHunt Insider like constantly. And once you like figure out the system and that's not even a commercial, that's just legit. It's mm-hmm. a great tool. Um, But once you figure it out, it's almost kind of fun, like strategizing, like which tags can I get? Like where yes. can I go? And especially when you're planning multiple, like I'm blessed to be doing right now, planning like multiple hunts like in a fall season mm-hmm. um it's it's like a little chess game it's kind of crazy and, no, and the it thing is. is totally get tags it's not as hard as people complain like make it out to be they no. might not be like the best tags ever but you can get tag good tags that you can be successful on with you know like i said i'm nothing special i've only been doing this three years but i like most of my hunts have been successful not always on huge animals sure um but we've killed stuff on every trip sometimes multiple animals so you can do it. Um, it's cool, man. It's, it's a great uh, adventure. Uh, 100% agree. And I was going to say the same exact thing as you when we, we kind of like stumbled on each other there. I was going to say like you can you can pay the, the money to become a Go Hunt Insider and you can unlock the in, like a cheat code. It is a cheat code. You, you log into yeah. Go Hunt Insider. You just start scrambling and you can move sliders. Like if you can move a slider, you can figure out if you can go hunting this year. It's that simple. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you can I, plug in I data, pick a state you want to go to, yeah. move a slider to how many points you have. If you don't have any points, great. Set it to zero. And there's Colorado third season mule deer te- tags that you can draw with zero points. And you can come from yes. wherever you are in the Midwest, East Coast, you know, and travel your your way to Colorado and you could be hunting mule deer every year if yeah. you wanted to you know yeah. it, it's pretty simple spend a day before the opener driving around your unit mm-hmm. and like you will probably kill something uh, yes dude <laughs> Garrett yeah it might not be a monster but yeah, you can but you'll get some you could you could find some you could find something yeah. that you'd be super proud of and and 100%. fill the freezer and, and feed your family and you know and, and start that process and next at year, home. go back and look for a bigger one exactly you know? dude. who cares that your first like my first mule deer i shot this year in idaho mm-hmm. he's tiny man like he's i'll show you dude it's a mule deer buck. It's tiny, know? but this was a really tough hunt. We barely saw anything. We'd see a couple does a day. We saw zero bucks, nothing with any antlers until like the fifth or sixth day. It was this guy. Uh-huh. And we were about a day and a half from running out of food or something like that. And so I was just like, dude, whatever, dude, I want some meat. I've never killed a mule deer before. I'm taking this thing. So yeah. I did. And uh, I don't regret it at all. Uh, we're still eating them right now. And, and then Luke shot one too. That is incredible, dude. That that is so dude, cool. I and that, out with a deer each. Yeah, and and that's truly what it's about, man. Going out, having fun. You know, signing up for this adventure. You guys have no idea what's in store. You pack into the mountains. You you hunt your tails off. You find a buck. You harvest said buck, and you get home. Like there's no there's no better feeling, you know. And yeah. you're kind of and you're showcasing, you know, the folks that have no idea where to start. You're kind of you know showing them how to get into it. You're paving the path. Like yeah, 100 percent props to you. If, you, if you're and who cares yeah, if yeah. it's uh, not a not a giant man? Like you you just overcome yeah. so many obstacles and even getting there and being on the exactly. mountain. Exactly. Like dude, it's harder. Yeah, it's it's harder to pull it off logistically coming from out here and stuff. And like you know, if we're as an out of state guy, like. 
and I'm not trying to like sound like I'm tooting my own horn because I'm not like some amazing hunter, but I'm just saying it can be done. Like just with the right like software, I was just you know e scouting, mm-hmm. and it's pretty cool. Like be like, yeah, I picked the spot out myself. So all I, all I used really was the internet and a telephone. I called around to some places and and just talked to people. Um, the podcast was helpful, you know, for making contacts. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I didn't do anything special. You know, just did a little research, and you can find spots and and be successful. It's cool. Yeah, and now it's like Go Hunt with their their mapping system. It's a one stop shop. You can e scout. You is. can do the Go Hunt Insider, <laughs> and you can buy gear like all in the same yeah. spot. Again, not a commercial for Go Hunt, um, yeah. but man, it's they're they're making company, it though. easy. They're making it easy yeah. and and making it that learning curve. It's not such a, a deep pool to dive into. You know, like not saying I did anything crazy either, but kind of getting out of state stuff planned prior to Go Hunt seemed like in, insanely impossible. You're like I don't yeah. even know where to start. Luckily, yeah, I didn't even have to do that because Go Hunt was around when I started. So I've been using it literally since the beginning yeah. of my like, you know, forays out west, but uh yeah, it's just all the information right in one spot. So it's yeah. it's a really cool tool. I like Insider a lot. 100% man. Yeah. Anybody who wants to start traveling and and kind of getting into that uh, non-resident game, look into the Go Hunt Insider for sure. Um, yeah. Okay, enough of the shameless plug-in. Let's get into the photography <laughs> stuff. How did you and Wait, hold why? On. Hold on one second. Can I grab oh, yep. a really quick sip of water? Of course. I have, like, I'm really thirsty. Hold yes. on one second. Go for it. I'll wait right here. I won't go anywhere. Well, hello, folks. This is a mid-podcast episode commercial brought to you by Zeiss Lens Wipes. Right here. This is my <laughs> camera lens wipes, and I'm playing with it, so I'm fidgeting. Were you, were you talking to me? Sorry. No, I was doing a mid-podcast episode brought to you by Zeiss okay. Lens Wipes because I'm fidgeting with them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. You can edit that out if you want, but you don't have to. No, that's fine, man. I was just uh, goofing off, being a goofball. That's what I'm pretty good at. Yeah. Uh, that's sort of like one of my uh, little photography things. I'm showing Cheat the camera, goes. but I have this giant box of like lice, uh, light <laughs> Zeiss. Oh, my gosh. Tongue twister. Zeiss lens wipes. So yes. I keep a, a bunch of these That's, in my my backpack and my photography you can just kit. Some in your bino harness right there. Yep. For like when things get wild. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. I can <laughs> use them for your binos, or you can use them for viewfinders. You can use them for lenses. You can use them for camera lenses. Camera lenses. Yeah. Rifle scopes. You can use it for all sorts of stuff. So sunglasses. Sunglasses. That's a good. That's a good tip. I always have those too, man. Yeah, I uh, I definitely do not. I haven't packed anything like in with me, but dude, I always find myself like using sunglasses. But that is a good hot tip. Pack them in on big summer, you know, ten day excursions, whatever. Because dude, it's mm-hmm. it's real deal. Um, okay. Into photography, what and why did you start going down? Were you into photography prior to your hunting journey, or was it like a kind of like yeah. mine, kind of like coincided with each other? No, nah, man. So um, I got into videography Ooh. because it's kind of a long story, but um, I, I always liked. <clears throat> I was always drawn to cameras and, and making like little radio shows as a kid and, you know, filming stuff. Um, I actually, while just when I got out of college, I, I filmed for, um, I don't know. There's some buddies of mine. They were kind of trying to make a, they're really trying to do a media kind of thing called swamp wreck. They're actually still around. He has an Instagram account and they did anyway, they do some East coast stuff, like some fishing and stuff like that too. But, um, I started messing around with them doing camera stuff. So it was something I was kind of already drawn to, but then how I really got into it was, um, I got a job 
as a remote videographer is what's called at the Christian Broadcasting Network, CBN in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And um, they taught me how to run a camera. And I was doing like, it's a TV show called the 700 club. Um, you know, it's mainly watched by elderly folk. Not too many young people know about it, <laughs> but it was a great, it was a great show. Actually. Uh, it used to be really popular. And so I learned everything there. I did that for two years. And I mean, we were literally, uh, on the road three out of four weeks every month as videographers, we go out in teams of two with a producer and produce three stories a week. And sometimes we do international stuff like that too. I got to travel all over the world when I became a producer. So after two years of shooting as a videographer, then I became a producer and I was working with videographers and producing these little, they're basically like five to seven minute long kind of um, documentary style, like a light, someone's life story. Like usually they had went through a rough patch, like maybe gone to prison or was addicted to drugs, that kind of thing. And kind of came out of it like a testimony type story. We produced Whoa. those as well as I got to travel to like Thailand, Cambodia, Nepal, Ecuador, Turkey, like all these places to cover disaster relief and stuff like that. Dang, so that's some real cool stuff. Yeah. And I, and then I just learned so much, like every step about like TV, you know, filming from the ground up from like a camera guy all the way up to a producer. And, um, so really it's been serving me well, just all the skills I learned. Um, and then it was after kind of working for, for that show for a long time that I really discovered Western hunting and, uh, and kind of went full on into it. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's yeah. a wild story. On that is really cool, man. I wish I had that kind of background before I got in. That would have helped out a ton. <laughs> oh, dude, I learned. I got like a basically a master's. Like, I was gonna say you in, got like a college degree. Oh yeah, but just completely on the job training, getting paid for it, like being trained by these guys who are really good. Um, I mean, we were being trained to a broadcast news quality standard that would meet like any 60 minutes. Like we really shot better than all pretty much a lot of the stuff you see on TV interview wise. Wow. Um, just the, this, that's I'm just trying to give people a picture of like the quality standard that we were trained to not saying I'm something special, but they, they taught me really well. So um really grateful for those times. And it was, it was a great, time. I met my wife working there. So wow, um, it was a great time. Yeah. That's really neat, dude. Like, were you getting to play with, like, high-end cinema cameras, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We would even do, like, <clears throat> we would even do shoots, like, where we'd have, like, paid actors and, like, sets and, like, everything and, and doing, like, cinematic. I can never say that. Um, <laughs> cinematic. Cinematic. Uh, reenactments. Like, reenactments of, like, you know, crazy scenes and, like, you know, people getting abused and, like, you know, when you see like a uh, a story, they have like that B roll filler. Yep, yep. It's actors, and we would do that kind of stuff too. Whoa, we did everything. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is a that's a. I was not <laughs> expecting that kind of background story. That is freaking neat, though. Like, I wish I had some. Like, looking back, I wish I would have, you know, taken you know photography or videography in high school, and then done a couple, you know, years in college for it, and just like learned yeah. so much. <laughs> I, you know, it would, like would have been like a slingshot. Not saying like the the self-taught youtube is impossible but man it's it's definitely tougher when you just want to i think oh, it yeah. helps though when you're motivated and you're passionate about something like when i found something that i was passionate about you can just like spend hours upon hours talking to you know fellows like yourself like friends of yours and then finding a mentor or youtubing it For and sure. like when i want to figure out how to do something like you just got to youtube it you just got to get it done yeah. but having Dude, that base knowledge yeah, the tools are out there if people really want it. Yeah. But yeah, being literally trained 
and doing it full time every day and being paid to to do it. Yeah. Like even when I was getting trained, it was so amazing, dude. Oh my god, I, so. I can't even imagine. What would the what what do you think would be like your recommendation to a listener right now if they're like just inspired by you know what Hunter's Quest does or PN Wild or Hush or Bro, any of those these creators out there that like, man, I really want to do that. I wanna I wanna grab a camera and I wanna make a YouTube video. This sounds like yeah. something I wanna do. What what would be like you, an honest recommendation on where to even start on like which camera yeah. do I get? Like not not saying okay. like you name a camera, but like what would your recommendation be to like like inspire somebody that is like really trying to get going. Like what would a recommendation be to get a the main going? thing? The main thing is just start, <laughs> just do it. Like hundred percent dude. Like do not let yourself talk yourself out of it because you can't afford a certain camera or whatever. Like you can, you can do it. Even if you do it on like the cheapest, crappiest camera ever, you'll still be learning from it. Um, and you know, just, just do it, just start. So, I mean, you know, start filming your stuff and then, you know, you gotta, you gotta like love it enough to be willing to do it for free. I mean, yes, I've dude. been doing my podcast for like two years and like, I mean, you don't, I think you guys have probably done a better job of me, honestly, at monetizing some of your content. And plus I think you got a bigger following than I do right now. Mm-hmm. I know you do. Um, but, you know, you don't make a whole lot of money doing this stuff. No, <laughs> if, no. if any, exactly. <laughs> so like, um, so yeah, that's that you can't be doing it for the money and then be willing to take opportunities. Even if, you know, they can't pay you as much as you think you might be worth or whatever. I mean, um, and there's great like learning, uh, programs and just e-learning stuff out there now to start. But the main thing is just to start and then take opportunities when you get them. Um, that's kind of like from a 10,000 foot view. Um, but if you want to talk about like actual gear and stuff, we could you know talk about that too. But oh yeah, we're we're definitely going to dive into that. And I, I'm with you, man. Like I think the the hardest part to do, or like the hardest thing to do, is just to start. Like you always like, I don't know where to start. It's just start. Like if you don't know yeah. where, even then, if it's on your cell phone, just it, make a film. That's a good point like, too. Yeah, like I'm going out on this hunt, whatever. I got my phone scope, whatever you use. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just say, like, just make it your goal. Okay, I'm going to make a five-minute video, even if you don't kill anything. Just, like, I'm going to make a five-minute video of this hunt. Yeah. Start there, if that's what it is. Uh, you you know, just reminded me of something that I think I'm pretty I'm 99% sure that Hushin, uh, mm-hmm. Casey, uh, not Casey, Casey's little brother, Logan, just put out a uh, video that is 100% filmed on the new iPhone 14. And I believe I, yeah, I don't doubt it at all. I believe this is it right here. I'm, I'm turning it on really quick. I believe it's, it's hometown, than... uh, Idaho okay. mule deer, and it's a uh, hometown. The film is titled Hometown, and it uh, uh, is uh, just hometown or the hometown. Just hometown, okay. Idaho mule deer from Hushin. and uh, yep, this is it. So it's 100 percent know... filmed on an iPhone 14. Okay. Wow. Um, do you know Eric over there at all, Chesser? Yeah, I do not know him personally. No, I just okay. I just know of him. I, yeah. I've I've done one podcast with him, but he's a super nice, cool dude. Mm, I bet I met him once at a show or something or attack. I think it was. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah. and I'll check it out. That's amazing. Um, all I, you, yeah, it's like the tools are out there. You don't need to go crazy. Um, just start. Yep. Right there in the in the description, it says, "Thank you for watching, everybody. This hunt is beyond exciting and fun. I really enjoyed the promises of only being able to film on my iPhone." <laughs> Right there. So this whole film, which is 29 minutes long, is filmed on an iPhone 14. Shot. Yep. 
Incredible, dude. So like, and and it looks good. It like there's just there's one phone, or do you use multiple phones? He's uh, got to have multiple phones because I just saw like a different angle. You can see him. Yeah, you can see him, and then it switches to yeah. Somebody else has got a phone scope over his shoulder on the buck. Oh, so, yep, you're right. So a couple phones, dude. And it's a dope kill shot too. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and then he's got a phone. Yeah, he's got a phone laying down and by his backpack, aimed at him, and then Boom, there's a phone scope behind him. Just perfect, dude. Out. Yeah. Humane kill. Toast. All on an iPhone. So you can do it. That's a it great good. point. Yeah. It does. It looks fantastic. The new iPhones have crazy good cameras, and it's in 4K, I'm sure. And, uh, yeah, so you can do it. So the biggest, definitely the biggest hurdle is, like, I know nothing. We hear it all the time. I know nothing about cameras. I know nothing about videography, but I really want to try to start a YouTube channel. Okay, perfect. I'll, I'll help you with whatever I can. You just got to start. You just got to bite the bullet, yeah. purchase a camera, or use your phone, get a <laughs> microphone for your phone. Do and, these little steps yeah. and just get going. And manage your expectations too. I mean, ask yourself, what do you really want out of this? Like if you really want just like something to have fun, share it, share the friends and family, stuff like that. Dude. Yeah. Just do it. Like, don't worry if it's not like, you know, winning festivals or something. Exactly. But dude. If that's your goal, you can go for that too. hundred percent. But just manage your expectations and have fun with it. And um, realize it doesn't have to be like, you know, yeah, amazing. it doesn't have to be, be for fun. Uh, a million percent, dude. I, I totally agree with you. And and that was kind of when when we started. Like my very very first. This is like a a good tip. My very first film on the Pan Wild YouTube channel was all filmed by me and Zach. And then I created, I got everything. I had a full SD card, multiple SD cards, whatever, combined to one. And then I had a buddy, a local high school friend of mine. And I mm -hmm. reached out to him, and, and he was uh, videoing and editing, like, wedding films. And he was a good high school buddy of mine. We went to high school to get together and graduated, and I uh, just stayed in contact. And I knew what he was doing. Like, he'd post them on Facebook, and he's like, hey, man, just uh, – or hey, everybody, I, I filmed uh, this wedding – uh, video and, and here it is on Facebook and so I knew he was into video work I messaged him and I was like hey dude would you mind uh, like um, sitting down with me and editing this elk hunt for me I'll uh, I'll pay you I'll come over to your house I want to watch everything exactly I want to watch uh, how you smart. do it um, that's smart. and he showed me where Very to get smart. his music and I just sat next to him and he did the entire I think it's called uh, I don't think it's called well, I know that's it's called Selected. It too, man. Exactly. Just called Selected on our YouTube channel. It's completely edited by Brian Finney. And uh, I was just sitting right next to him and I was just overseeing it. I was like, oh, yeah, I like that. Or can we try to change this up? So I watched him do a full film. It probably took us two months. And I'd just go out over his house after work or, you know, on a weekend, sit next to him. We'd edit together. And then after that, I bought that's Premiere. Cool. And then uh, I was just all by myself after that. But that very first time, I just kind of got a mentor if you will, and then just watched him do it, kind of went through all the ropes with him, learned how to do like the, the basic things on Premiere Pro. He showed me where he gets his sound and all of his audio stuff, which is Epidemic. So now I have music bed and Epidemic and lens distortions. Smart, like it dude. just grows, it just grows. But that was, the, that was my thing. I just, I just found a mentor awesome, and dude. just reached out to him. Yeah. I was like, man, I'll pay you for your time. Of course he was my buddy. And he was like, no, you don't got to pay me. But you know, um, just at least you offer, right? Like yeah, just yeah, be, just sure. be willing to, to go out of your way, you know, to, to yeah. make it like, Hey Hunter, can I come over and watch you edit? Like, I won't bother you. Just want to, you know, kind of sit behind you and watch how you do things. Yeah. Of course. Like, like we'd be like, yeah, man, like, no worries. Like, come check it out. But it's, yeah. you gotta, 
if you want it, you're going to find a way to make it work and you're going to, yeah. you're going to get it if you want and that it. That took dedication to sit there, you know, probably after work every day, you know, doing that. Of um, course. Yeah. But obviously you wanted to do it. And that's how I learned too was, you know, fortunately for me, I was <laughs> getting paid to sit there. You know, I was like at work and yeah. like watching a guy edit and like showing me what he's doing and stuff. And then I did like a training and, and then as a producer, we would work with the editors. I would make my rough cuts like 90%, 95%. I would go on the editor would basically finish the color off and like, and then I would do audio posts or whatever. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's exciting kind of trying to pull all this off kind of like getting like today I was like basically phone interviewing like different audio people in my area to like try to do, get some audio help with, you know, getting stuff ready for broadcast. But um, I don't know. It's cool, man. It is. And I think everyone's, yeah, no, exactly. And I think that's, everyone's (laughs) journey is going to be different, but that just happened to be mine. I had a a local buddy from high school that I knew followed the photography and videography path, kind of linked, reached out to him, linked up with him. And and then that was it. That was my start of my journey was just sitting next to somebody, watching them edit, watching their workflow, kind of seeing how they do things. Helps a lot. Exactly. Just seeing it happen once is going to help you a lot. And then truthfully, like what inspired me a ton was I found Peter McKinnon on YouTube and uh, that was back when, like, Pete was launching his YouTube channel, like, 2017. So I got, like, to, to watch him do all of the tips and tricks and the two-minute yeah, Tuesdays so and all those cool things. Dude, there's so many cool creators, especially in the so photography. Dude, yeah. And especially in the photography, like, uh, uh, world. Like, there's so yeah. many good creators for photography, videography that are on YouTube. Um, Absolutely. So many more than hunting. Like, there is so many badass channels that you can learn so so many things from on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Like you you want to like uh, watch a super geeky in-depth camera review, Gerald Undone. You know, <laughs> like if you're not familiar with him, that guy tells you everything you need to know about like electronics, equipment, audio stuff, uh, cameras, like you he do side-by-side comparison like which camera like down to the the molecule level of reviews is Gerald Undone. You want to watch a badass like, you know, vlog of a guy taking a raptor into Dubai and jumping it and, and doing cool cinematic <laughs> shit. That's Peter McKinnon. Like there's yeah. so many different creators you guys can you can dig up and just kind of find inspiration from Chris Howe, Maddie Hapoya, um there's so many badass. Uh, Dunna did it is one of my favorite guys to watch. She does awesome nice. um, electronic stuff. And there's so many cool people and creators that you guys can watch. And then there's professional yeah. photographers that just kind of like, um, if you will, like Jared Pullen. He just puts a, a GoPro on and goes to photo shoots. He'll go shoot a baseball game, a professional MLB game. He'll go shoot uh, a wedding, and he'll just leave a GoPro on, and he'll talk to you while he's uh, shooting cool. stuff. So that's there's, interesting. It is. It's very interesting, and you can kind of see their flow and how they change, mm-hmm. how often they're changing lenses, how how they hold their camera. I mean, down to like the silliest stuff. You can watch yeah. people in the world of YouTube, and you can learn Honestly. so many things. <laughs> just listen to you talk like i'm just imagining like if i had to teach myself everything i know like yeah. i'm so glad someone taught me like <laughs> it's it, it's not easy man no but, um, it's not man it does like i would say that too like that's one thing i did was i went to um local church and most churches have at least bigger churches have a camera Mm-hmm. And are like desperate for volunteers for people that will help like vo- like uh, shoot the services and stuff. Yes, dude. And train you how to use the cameras. Yep. You're not you're not. It's very different from filming a hunt for sure. But you'll get a professional camera in your hand. Yep. And kind of get a little bit of basic training with it. I did that when I was starting out, so I wasn't completely 
you know, knew nothing when I went into that job at CBN, I knew something, but because those places, like they want volunteers usually. Yes. So if you're into that, that, that's, that's kind of what I did. Or, you know, if it's not church, it could be a, a local uh, wedding videographer and you're like, Hey, you know, um, I'm trying to learn. You don't have to pay me, but I'll come out for free and help you on shoot. If you want to use some of my stuff, you can, you don't have to or whatever. Um, and just kind of learn that way. That could be another way. That's a, that's a great way too, man. And me and Kobe were talking about that in uh, the last episode of the photography series is that when, once you find, this is for a little bit more advanced people that maybe have a camera and are comfortable shooting stuff, dude, make a Facebook post. Like I live in a town called Stanwood and we have like a Stanwood community page. You could post on that community page, like uh, free family portraits. Dude, you're going to oh, get a dude. thousand messages. Dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, so fast. Yeah. So my, fast. My, my friend's wife did that and she has like a full, like full blown business now in like a week just because she got a camera. <laughs> oh, exactly, dude. And, and that's realistic. You could do these things, reach out, get out of your comfort zone and just take on a couple gigs, smash those gigs and you're going to learn from them. You know, yeah. like so many valuable lessons. Of course, they're different than chasing you and me around yeah. in, in the woods, you know, trying yeah. to find bucks. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Exactly. Mess up on them yeah. and then make it right. You know, like, but yes, find a gig, get out there, shoot different things, food, di- shoot different lighting, environment. low pressure environment. Yeah. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, there, there's so many ways to get out and start taking pictures. But that tip about churches is so true, dude. One of my buddies actually did that. He was getting into it and uh, he was like, dude, I think I'm just going to volunteer at the church to start running cameras and yeah. just learn them. Like you dude, said, get great. a professional camera in your hand and start learning them. You know, yeah, and that's a that's a great way See to if you like it. Yeah, dude, he actually got because, used lenses from the church too. Like he bought them oh, super nice. cheap from the church. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and you'll figure out, you know, if you really like it. Because I mean, again, back to like you're managing your expectations. Like, if you don't love it, you know, just you don't have to take it. That's. I mean, it just depends on what your you know your goals are. Like I said, but um, you got to love it to do this stuff. Yes, is my main point. Yeah, and especially like what you just showed us, the two to six hundred. It's an eight eight pound lens to lug that around in the backcountry for ten days, uh, and then the batteries, oh, the under, uh, the other lenses. Uh, I carry two bodies, <laughs> that another lens, you know, mics, um, rifle. Yeah, dude. Um, I quite a bit of food, like yeah. two and a half at least pounds a day, probably of food. Insane, man. The extra weight that that we'll have to carry in the backcountry is is absurd, especially down to the SD cards, batteries, lenses, bodies, cleaning kits, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Like we're adding a lot of extra weight. And like you said, you got to love it or else you're going to be like, you know, I don't need to take pictures this trip. You'll leave it. You know, like, I don't don't really need that lens. When you truly know you need that lens, like (laughs) you're like, how am I going to, you know? So, yeah, you have to love it. You're going to have to want to keep pushing your you know, like your expectations up as, as like you said, but you have to manage those expectations, but you can't just stay stagnant. Once you're at a certain point, like me, like, like that's what I really struggle with is I think I just want to keep going so fast when I don't think I'm really, I have everything figured out yet, but I'm like always researching. I'm always looking at, you know, new ways to do things. I'm always looking at new gear. I was like, I'm fine. I have, I have great gear, but I'm always trying to up our bar and I, I get just like overwhelmed sometimes with like, oh man, like I gotta be doing this. So it's like, whoa shit, slow down and like do this yeah. right first. And then like, that was a really deep rabbit hole. But dude, I, I think that's no, one of the I things like I struggle with good. too, is just like always trying to, always trying to like push up, you know, push your limits. Cause you don't want to, I don't want to fall behind, you you know, like I don't want to, I don't want to get forgotten. I don't want to get fall behind. I want to keep producing and and keep on keeping up with all the, the new guys, you know, like just everyone that's, it's so, 
in my opinion, it's so affordable to get a camera that's going to look badass. Like, we just yeah. talked about the A7 III. Like, used right now, that thing, you could probably get it for like 1300 bucks, And that, yeah, that could be... a really good camera, Exactly dude. my point. A7S III. Yeah. That's what I shoot, anyway. Yeah, the A7S III is, is a fantastic camera, but that's a little bit more expensive. That's probably like three okay, grand okay, still. I'm sorry. I wasn't tracking there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, you're saying you can get a decent camera, like a good camera, yeah. even for affordable price yeah, yeah for sure not the s3 but just the three the a7 three like that came yeah. out like two thousand bucks when it first launched i've never used that one i've never uh is it the same menu system as the s3 do you know i don't know i'm not a sony guy okay. i'm not That's sure okay. but um yeah man i mean even an a7s2 i shot my first film on a used a7s2 i got off rock slide for like yeah. 800 bucks oh my gosh dude <laughs> <laughs> and it still looks pretty dang good dude. yes of but, course um yeah um Brian put it on Gritty last year. Like the first film he released on uh-huh. Gritty was my Kodiak hunt that I filmed on A7S2. No way, dude. Did, yeah, you didn't know that? No. Which film was that? It was, uh, it's called like just Kodiak or something. If you, if you YouTube search Kodiak Gritty. Okay. Um, you'll see, let me see. Because Brian taught me a lot of stuff. I, did, I, um, I didn't know that. That's awesome. This right here, new film, Kodiak Island Blacktail Hunt. You see it? No. I don't see anything. That's the Hunter's the, Quest with Hunter McWaters. It's the third one down. Kodiak Gritty. I did Gritty Kodiak. Kodiak Gritty <laughs> Hunter McWaters. Do that. Kodiak Gritty Hunter McWaters. M-C-W-A-T-E-R-S. And then you'll see. Ten months ago? Hunter's Quest, Kodiak. Ten months ago? Yeah, ten months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it's it. It's on my channel too, but way less views. <laughs> <laughs> way less views. Okay. I but got it's it. It's cool. Check it out sometime. I will. I'm, I'm, I got it pulled up right now. So this is all A7S2 footage. A7S2 and a. Here's another really good tip for guys too. Like I feel like a lot of not industry guys don't know this. You can go to lensrentals.com. Oh, my and God. Rent yes. Anything you want. For very affordable. I have never rented a lens, but I, I think I'm going to for like a next project. I'm, it's I'm just going to do just it. lenses too, though. Like there's bodies, there's camcorder, like anything you want gear-wise you can rent. And it's it's very affordable. So like, you know. Is it I a full upfront, like full payment or what? how does the payments work? They pay you by, or you pay for it like by the day or something. It's, mm. But it's. Is it upfront? I mean, like if I know I want like it for 10 days. Yeah, yeah, you can rent like a three thousand dollar lens for probably like I don't know, one hundred and twenty five bucks, something for ten days or something like that. What? Yes, dude, you don't know about this. I I knew about lens rentals, but I've never I didn't know the pricing of them. I've never looked into it. It's very affordable and it's like easy. They send it to you in the mail and then you drop it with a prepaid, you know, shipping back to them. Um, And you can rent like you can rent like the dopest cinema cameras in the world if you want. (laughs) Shut up. No, anything, dude. Or you can oh. rent, like I did, a really crappy camcorder that I thought was good, but uh, is not very good. But anyway, so the gear is not like amazing, but the A7S footage looks pretty good. It and, does, dude. And where the magic happens is the edit suite anyway. I mean, so, I mean, this looks pretty crappy in terms of video quality, honestly, like compared to what I've been doing now. But it's still a cool little film. At the end... The very end, the last morning, me and my buddy double up, like within probably under a minute of each other on two bucks. His was a 107-inch uh, Sitka Blacktail, the 11th largest Sitka Blacktail ever taken on Kodiak. 
No way, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's insane. It's now I'm, I'm over here on lens rentals, and I'm just going to rent the Gemini for uh, just a, a, <laughs> a shed hunt or something. <laughs> dude, yeah. You can rent anything you want. Are you looking at it right now? I am, dude. 1800 bucks for seven days to rent a, rent, a, rent a red Gemini. Are you joking me? I'm doing I told this. you, isn't it crazy affordable? Yes. That's like a $80,000 camera and you can get yes. it for two grand for seven days. And like you can get it like fully insured. Like, you know, you pay a little extra for insurance and like it's a really, so a lot of people don't know about that, but um, yeah, we don't have another rabbit hole, but yeah, that's a really good thing for beginners too. Damn, dude. Canon So Canon like if lenses. you're looking at a camera and you don't know which camera to get, rent that joker for the weekend and just play with it and see if you like it if you don't you know send it back if you don't like it you know rent another one next weekend until you find a camera you like and then buy that one oh if you don't God. know which one this is genius everyone that wants to get into videography or photography just rent it for a, a hunting trip you can yeah, like you can rent it, you can rent my camera for 124 day 124 dollars for 7 days yeah dude i told you it's sick people don't know about this like um it's a under, under known of resource. I can't believe you didn't know about this, dude. I knew about lens rentals. I did not know the price <laughs> was this crazy. I, we, me and Kobe yeah. talking about rent, talk about renting lenses in the last one, but I did not know they were this like affordable. You if rent, you, it's not just lenses too. It's yeah, everything. bodies. You can rent bodies. This is insane. I think you can rent audio gear, everything. So that's a good little. That is hot a good tip one. right there. That's a hot tip, dude. I need to get a discount code with them or something. That's a smoking hot <laughs> tip. Yeah, you need to be affiliated, bro. <laughs> I know. Dropping dimes like this on us. Use my coupon Lord. code at <laughs> Lens Rentals. <laughs> Use Hunter McWaters at Lens Rentals. Yeah. Code Quest. <laughs> In the Go Hunt Gear Shop. Oh my gosh. Oh, I saw that drop. Uh okay. Let's talk about let's get into <laughs> let's get into gear. This is hype me up on gear now. So you yeah, run just, two S threes? Yeah. You run yep, two, two Sony threes. I I basically lug around one body um, attached to this thing at the all two to times six at all with times. a tripod on it, uh, like in my pack somehow. Okay, like maybe rifle on one side, this giant rig on the other side. Uh huh. Um, that's what that's Brian like does too, right? Gritty runs it on the yeah, tripod, ready to I go to. This kind of method from Brian actually. And uh, and then as soon as I get to a glassing spot or whatever, just whip that thing out, set up the tripod, and be ready. Start glassing, and then when I find animals, like no matter what it is, I just get a ton of animal footage, like best as best I can, as close as I can. I also have a doubler on this thing, a teleconverter. Got it. So it it goes up to you know becomes a four to twelve hundred at that point, and then there's a little bit of optical zoom in the camera that does not degrade your quality. So I can get in pretty tight on some stuff that's far away. Um, Damn! And then your camera the world, can go to crop mode too, right? Yeah, and it's four K, so I can go like you know in pretty good. Damn, you can uh, get way out there. Yeah, what, like an animal feeding at how far could you get like decent footage of? Would you say? So this buck, I shot like a 26-inch wide two-point on my uh, deer hunt this year. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a cool episode. And he was, he was, I think, like just under two and a half miles away. Stop it. On, well, that was two and a half miles on foot. So I don't know. As the crow flies, it might have been you know, anywhere between that one and a half and two miles probably. And the footage I got was like, I mean, it's not good footage it's but you can tell it's a deer and you can see it's rack and stuff like it's it's tiny for sure but you can like make out what it is and say oh, okay you can see that's a deer and then so i mean it's pretty 
Crazy. Whoa, dude, that blows my mind. So if he's like, uh, if he's at like five, like, okay, let's go. You're going for a kill shot at 400 yards. Is that oh, going to be just like primo, oh my gosh. primo dude, like footage? You're going to be in that thing's living room. <laughs> no way, dude. Yes, dude. Oh yeah. my god, I gotta get, it's I gotta sick. get on this long lens game. We don't have anything long. We just been using phone scope. I gotta get on the long lens game. Yeah, dude. It's just you get nice footage. Um, it's it's worth it's worth the wait, man. Just like you just got to man up and just and just be like, I'm packing in two rifles this trip. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the one I thing mean, that this thing this probably no, I guarantee you this probably weighs about at least twice what my rifle weighs with the tripod body head. I have a big like wildlife photography type style head that I use on this. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, what do you trust that thing laying in your backpack on? Like what kind of tripod system you, yeah, please do. Cause I'm going to buy it right now. (laughs) So just before I forget, Mm-hmm. On top of the long lens camera, I also have on my shoulder. Okay. I've been carrying a 17 to 28 wide lens okay. for like vlog style talking, you know, talking to the camera. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to try on my Mexico trip in a few weeks, go into a 24 to 105. It's uh, F4 all the way through. I think it'd be a little bit better for, you know, when you're walking around and you want to get like, there's a, I don't know, like a chipmunk or something like yep. a grouse you see, yep. and you want to get some cool footage, but with that 17 to 28, like it, you can't just get can. anything, but yep. yeah, you can't get anything, but with a hundred, you can get something, you know? Yeah. So this is the tripod. Um, this is called a two vets tripods. They're really good. I do have a discount code, <laughs> discount code at them. That's no joke, but, um, uh, it's a veteran owned company. Um, this one, two vets, like two V E T S or T W O veteran T W O vets tripods. What's your coupon? He makes code? Really good. Like PRS tripods. This one, I actually worked with him on designing this thing. Cause he had a tripod like this. And I was like, dude, you got to add the center column. Like I need that. And so he did. And he let me name the thing, but I, I heard he might discontinue them anyway. Rabbit hole. They make really good tripods. I'm not sure if they make this one anymore with the center column, but this thing is, um, I actually picked this up from Brian. Um, it's like a wildlife photography style. Um, what's it called? A uh, gimbal head. Yeah. So Dude, it's, not a gim- it's not like an electronic gimbal. Yeah. It's just, I found that I'm giving away some good, t- some good tips here. So hope you guys I'm, know. I'm tuned that. in, bro. I'm tuned in. I'm all ears. Um, the, most okay unless you're literally carrying around like a 50 pound fluid tripod head for like a national geographic film you are not gonna get anything steady when you're even like remotely close to touching the camera with this lens on this why this super long lens yeah so like literally if you touch this tripod it'll just jiggle bad Uh, okay Okay. when you're all the way in right yep yep so it becomes a thing of, okay, I'm not going to be tracking moving shots with animals. It's I'm going to put the thing in frame, wait till it walks all the way through frame, adjust again, wait till it walks all the way through frame, adjust again. Okay. So to do that, this thing has these really easy and quick and, um, you know, on a, like a kind of a crappy tripod when you tighten it down on like your animal and then you let go and the camera just goes, it moves like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is rock solid. It does not move. Once you tighten this thing down, it does not move an inch and it's, it's quick to move. 
uh, fast adjustments. It's just a little more precise and quick and steady. I love that, dude. What's the name of that head? This is um. Do you know a Sirui? Oh, okay, a Chinese S I R. Same one that makes that like V A five tripod. Yep, head. yep. Um, which I have some of those too for, I think those are actually good for glassing, but this is better for the long range videography stuff. Okay. Yeah. And you could probably, so, you could probably grab this through on, on Amazon or on like Amazon. B&H. Yeah. yeah. I don't think go hunt shop carries them, but, um, maybe they should, but yeah, nah, I don't know. It's we, kind should, of a specialized we should tell them piece, to add but, all of our geek, our geek stuff on them. Well, it's kind of a specialized piece. Like that's kind of more for people who are doing, but you know. It's good for anything. It's uh, it's it's from the world of wildlife photography. So. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks like gear, they have it on. Uh, sorry to cut you off. They do have it on B and H Photo too right now. And B and H yep. Photo, if you guys don't know this or not, like B and H Photos, all photography, all videography stuff. They have everything yeah, from B&H lenses, tripods, everything. And they also have free two day shipping, just like Amazon. They had to compete with it, so I I usually buy most of my photography stuff from B and H just to support them rather than Amazon if you if it's possible. And this is a an awesome company. They have a really good return service, and anything's broken, you can send it right back in, and they'll give you a full I refund. Would. I really I would like second B&H. that. Really like I, I like BH too, and I would definitely tell people to go there too. It's good to support kind of I think some small like and they're not even like a small well, I guess they'd probably be considered a small yeah, business. I think so. I think they would. Yeah. They just yeah, have their but they're a their, great company. I, I've been to the store in New York. Have you been to it? No, I never have been. I was just gonna say that. They're oh, just a cool. store in New York and, and they're just like uh I, I love them. They they take great good care. I've had chats with them all the time asking about gear and like recommendations. Yes. I, I really like B and H. Yeah, great customer service. Definitely. Company. Yep. And yeah, we just looked up the, they have an updated version of that exact tripod or that head you're looking at. And it's yep. called the PH20 gimbal head. Is that the one you have? I don't remember which number mine is, but probably. I don't yep. remember. There's, it, there's different levels of like how big they are, basically, how much weight they can handle. I think mine's like the medium one. Got it. Okay. Yeah, this one holds I up think. to 40 pounds. So the medium one looks like it's load capacity of 30, and that's the PH10. The Saru PH10. PH10. Okay. That's what I got. Got it. Yep, this is the PH20. So the PH10 is 289 bucks. The PH20 is 360 yeah. Which is not cheap for just a no. tripod head. But no. again, if you're trying to – I mean, I'm, I'm literally at this point – I'm filming a TV show, so yeah, exactly, dude. No, for real, and you, you yeah. got to have some little bit of high quality gear, and and these yeah. things like, hey, dude, like your your footage for the long stuff looks crazy, and so does Brian's, and and I know that's uh, like oh, yeah. he uses well, the same is, setup, the two to six. Um the the Kodiak film, if if that's what you're referring to, that's mm-hmm. not with the current gear setup I have. Oh, okay. Um, I don't have anything released right now that has the stuff I'm actually shooting with now. So oh, my stuff it. is, I think a lot better than anything I have on YouTube right now that I'm working on for the show, but it's just not going to release for a while. So is all of your 2022 stuff, is that going to be on the TV show then? Yeah. Got so it. I okay. got three hunts at three hunt episodes done. And the, the rough cuts are like basically done. Nice. Dude. Um, but it's still not going to air till I think July ish. Got the Sportsman it. Channel. Okay. Yeah. That's super cool though, man. That is, I can't yeah. wait to see the that that kind of uh, that f- updated footage, just from all your oh, yeah, it's gonna be fun, and man. And then it'll release on you. It'll be on like my outdoor TV. It's like an app they have. It'll yeah, be yeah. on Amazon Prime, and then and then like after the you know the season's done, then I can put stuff on YouTube too, which I will do. Yeah, but um, I can't do it until after the season's done though. Yeah. Uh, back to lenses really quick before it leaves me. Yeah. I run the twenty four to one hundred five f four too. 
on, uh, yeah, I, oh, dude, I ran it uh, majority of the latter part of the season. I started out with the 15 to 35 on for like the running gun stuff. Like you were just talking about, you had the yeah. 17 to 28 or whatever. <laughs> That's funny, yeah. Yeah, and I started out with that, and I actually got caught with my pants down. My wife, uh, we were walking down, we were stalking a bear, and the bear came out at like 60 yards right from us. And I didn't have time to switch lenses, so I just went into 35 really quick and, and filmed the bear get shot. And I was like, I am getting a 24 to 105. Like, this is, it has That's to happen. The because exact perfect example of, of having it, why you want to have a versatile lens like yep. that with hunting, because anything can happen. I actually bought a, this one, when I first started, this is a really good lens for archery hunts. Let me show you. Um, it's not, it's not F4 all the way through. It's 3.5 to 6.3, but it's a 24 to 240. Oh, shit. And um, it's really good for that archery range. Like It goes out to 240. Yeah. So if you're in bow range, you're going to get good stuff with it. Yeah. Uh, it's not F4 all the way through, but I got this as a used lens on, there's another website called Adorama. I don't know yep. if you heard of them. Yeah, I have. Yep. Okay. Um, and you can buy used, they have like, you know, condition grades of all like their gear, like, you know good good plus whatever like excellent mint and but i got this thing used and got a pretty good deal on it and it's a cool little lens it's pretty good for archery hunts 24 to 240 that is a that's a super hot tip i forgot that they do their used stuff and that's a good tip mm. too to find uh like if you're trying to upgrade your body mm-hmm. you're trying to get a newer body but you don't want to buy it brand new like dude that's uh and they warranty it too correct me if i'm wrong right oh yeah they all have return like no questions asked i'm pretty sure so Dude, um, yeah, that's legit. a hot tip for sure. I'm Adorama. trying to Adorama. Yep, and that's a dude. They have a a brand new or like that's brand not not brand new, but uh, the used A7S3 used for twenty four hundred bucks. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Are full? Are they? They are five. Everything I'm saying over here. No, I'm just yeah. I'm just <laughs> looking it up right now. Just no, it, I love it. I, love I it. freaking love this. Yeah, dude. This is live, live stuff. I'm trying to see this what is my, live. I want to get Jeff's the brain is expanding right now. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, this universe just got a little bigger, bro. They have the Canon EF 600 millimeter f4 all the way through for twelve thousand right now. That's it, just twelve thousand. <laughs> just twelve. They have the three hundred millimeter two eight for nine thousand. This is perfect, dude. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, this so these are some hot tips, man. Like you can lens rentals and then get on Anorama and try to find stuff used. Mm-hmm. Like you can save several hundred dollars on on used stuff. Like that twenty the Canon what, the Canon RF. Oh, sorry, dude. What are you What are you guys doing for long range stuff? No, uh, it's all we haven't changed from uh phone scope. Like we've all just run like okay. phone scope stuff. Or now I have the Mag View. I can't get over calling it a phone scope. Like it's just stuck in my yeah, brain. Yeah, now. It's, it's like Coke or Kleenex. Exactly, dude. Yep. So I'll uh I'll uh probably just run. Maybe twenty twenty three we'll get a long range. Uh, the Canon RF probably they don't make a two to six, but they have a one to five. So I'll probably yeah, do I think the that's one Luke runs. Yep, he does. Yeah, he yeah. brought can on you our get a double spring bear on there, like a teleconverter. You can, yes. They have a they do have it. a two do times it. teleconverter. So that'll be a whatever that is two hundred to you know a thousand. So that'll yeah, be that's all. Be good. That'll be sweet. I think I'll probably run that, and then you can go into crop. Just mode. be ready to have the heaviest pack of anybody on the trip. <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> and like it. Like uh. that's why. Like I I just I just train really hard because I just have to have this mentality of like. I'm just going to have a heavier than average pack all the time. Yep. I just got to get used to it. 
dude, it just, it happens. And then I start getting, you empty your pack and then like your drone comes out and then your camera battery box comes out. And I have a okay. huge thing for my camera batteries. And then, um, do you have one of these? I don't pack it with me, but I just saw it. No, do you have one I of these? solar panels instead. Oh, dude. I use this, uh, like we were using this at the truck and uh, trailheads to power our podcast stuff because I run Oh, that's a, perfect for, yeah, the trailhead and whatnot. Yeah, you don't dude. You pack that in though, do you? Heck like no. This hunt? thing weighs okay. probably like, this probably weighs like eight pounds. It's pretty have heavy. Have you tried the solar panels for backcountry hunts? I haven't, no. Oh, dude, you can get an anchor. Here's another tip, dude. Okay. Hit you can me. get an anchor, you know, the brand anchor. Yes, I do. Yep. I, those they are my make, power banks. Okay. Me too. They make a solar panel. I think it's like 80 bucks. Again, I'm dropping Amazon just because that's what I know. I know. I yep. Whatever, whatever. But I think it's 80 bucks on Amazon and it's legit. Like you put that thing, you put your anchor charger or whatever back at camp on that thing. It'll run all day, even when it's cloudy and charge pretty good. Which good. which one, bro? I'm seeing three thousand dollars. What anchor no. seven sixty seven? That's an airplane. What is that thing? <laughs> <laughs> is that thing like charging a whole house or something? It might be. Yeah, it's three thousand. I'm looking. Uh, I'm trying because I'm no. li- if it's eighty bucks, I'm I buying it right now. Eighty bucks. Okay, I see one for no, sixty nine, but it's like ones. a little pocket one. <laughs> the anchor power I mean, core to twenty thousand. That guy. They've probably updated. Oh no, here it is, right here. Okay. Yep, I got it. It's called Big Blue Three. Um, USB a 28 watt solar charger, portable sun power solar panel. Okay, the picture of it is like it's curved. It's like unfolding. It like, yeah. Okay. An octagon or something. Okay. It's seventy two ninety six. Got it. I see it right here. Big I have blue. two of these jokers. That's pretty good. And they're legit. It works pretty good. Yeah, it worked. Like Brian uses them. Hope I don't get in trouble for telling all, all the secrets. Pro- telling all the <laughs> secrets. Yeah. Man, these look no, but dope. I, I started using them, and they're they're legit, dude. They All work right. pretty dang good. I'm adding it to cart right this second. Like it'll charge your phone in like couple, like hour or two. What? Yeah, dude. I'm just going to the cheat code <laughs> store today. You are, dude. <laughs> I love it, um, dude. Let's just keep talking about gears because this is perfect. What other kind of cheat sure. codes you got for me? Oh man, now you put me on the spot. I don't really know. Um, <laughs> We're talking about like power banks, but uh, intentionally yeah. read lead my rabbit down so I can go to another trail. Okay, so this is what I use for. It's called a Jackery, and it's the Explorer three hundred. I think this thing's like three hundred bucks. It kind of go inside or coincides with the like the power of the Jackery, but it's got two plugins for like a wall outlet, and then it's got three USBs and the Lightning, cool. and then it also has like the truck like truck mount for like a blower upper. Um, okay. Plug a, so like you got your a, air mattress. That's kind of like for like a base camp. Yep, exactly. It'll power. Situation. It'll power everything. It'll charge all of our phones, laptops. We plugged in long? our podcast. Oh, dude! Like I, uh, we podcasted on the way over the mountains, which was like a two and a half hour podcast, and it was powering the road, the roadcaster. All of our microphones were in, like on the roadcaster. Of course, it was at one hundred percent when I left the house. We pulled into the trailhead, and I was at ninety eight. So it's just, yeah. it's just a stud. And then you can keep it. It can you can charge it from your truck too. So like while you're driving, you can charge it um, via your truck or what your van or whatever nice you too. guys are rolling with. Yeah, that's good. But you got to go green, man. Jump on the solar wagon. I'm going to. I'm I'm one million percent grabbing <laughs> no, one of I'm those for kidding. that thing. Sounds sweet for like a base camper if you got like a wall tent, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And but if you could have one of those things and be charging it solar, yes, that'd be dope. I I bet you the solar chart or the solar panel would charge this. Like you could like run this down, you know. Uh, but yeah, exactly what you said. Truck uh, truck camp. 
camping, base camps, you're at the trailhead uh, the night before, and you got to charge your yeah, phone, charge perfect. your laptop. You can charge batteries with this on your camera. You can because yeah. you know, it just has the wall plug in. Plug that bad boy in, and you'll start charging. Um, so, dude, these um, things are awesome. Yeah, dude, I just thought of another potential cheat code. You probably already know this, but like this will probably help out some people that don't know. Okay. Do you know about ND filters? I do. Yes, I okay. sure do. That's probably more of a like a beginner tip. Mm. But if you're a beginner in the DSLR world, there's this thing called ND filters. They're basically sunglasses for your camera lens. Yep. And that will allow you to run your aperture wide open and give you a shallow depth of field, which is what everyone wants when you have that like blurry background. The bokeh. So if you don't yeah, if you don't have it, you're gonna have to jack your iris all the way down mm-hmm. when you're outside in the sunny conditions. If you have an ND filter you can pop that baby open and get that really cool looking footage. So that's, I mean, you obviously already knew that, but yep. um, which uh, which indie filters do you beginner, use? That's a, I use. So I like having variable ND filters. Me too. Yep. And just for hunting, the way just everything's so dynamic. Yep. Um, and they're not cheap, but these things are sick. The um, Polar Pro, Peter McKinnon's. Yes, this one. Yep. Yeah, the Peter McKinnon, the Polar Pro. Yeah, th- those are the those are the baller ones for sure. Dude, those are my favorite. They're they're really good. Like um, some other ones will give you weird effects in the lens when you change through the ND range. Yep. Uh, like cheaper ones I've used, and also I really like the the actual like functional design of this ND filter mm-hmm. because it's got this like rubber lens cap thing. Ooh. So yeah, it's like. Okay, so you take this metal part off. This is like super nerdy. So like I don't know. Hopefully some no, people will like. We're getting to this, nerdy today, dude. It's okay. You screw <laughs> the whole filter like this. Yep, it's onto the lens. Onto the lens, and then this thing is just like a rubberized um, lens cap. It's really easy to throw on and off um, when you're in the. Th- of course, it's not right now because yeah, it's not connected course. to a camera. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, when it's when it's actually on a camera lens, it's really easy to. But this is like in storage mode. It's not supposed to be easy to take off. Yeah. But anyway, then you just whip it off. So it's like you just kind of throw it on really easy when you're out in the field. See, so it kind of just pops in. Yeah, so I like anyway, that. I a lot. like the design of it, and uh, it's a really good lens or a uh, ND filter. Yeah, the ND stands for neutral density, and I use the yeah. uh, the Freewells. They're 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 a variable ND filter as well. Uh, they're like maybe seventy to eighty dollars cheaper than the Peter McKinnons, and they're called Freewell. Um, but instead of the rubber on the front, mine's uh-huh. magnetic, so it just like you just Ooh, like get close to it, and it just nice. it just suction cups right to it. And then when you go to pull it off, it just like kind of falls. Is it pretty away. strong though, where like if you're crawling around in the mud, it won't come off. Oh hell no, it'll it'll come off. Like I, I've uh, I've like mine. Uh, this is another rabbit we can talk about. Are you a cotton carrier or a Peak Design for your I camera peak- clip? So I am peak design right now, but uh, I don't know. I, I worked with two guys this fall that had cotton carriers, and I was like, ooh. And actually, they were the third. I saw another guy last uh, during bear season, Kayam, using one. And uh, they're pretty nice, man. I don't know. Yeah. It might be worth the switch. I think I'm going to now, especially after last episode with Kobe. So I was cotton carrier for maybe like 2020 and 2021. And then 2022, I came back to peak design. Um, just because I, I hated when you took your camera out of your peak design, you couldn't put it in a tripod. You'd have to, or excuse me, your cotton That's carrier. true, but I found cheat codes to get around that. Yes, and I didn't know this until Kobe said it last last or last episode. He's like, no, dude, they make the cotton carrier like Arca Swiss tripod amount. So they have like on well, the... Dude, 
sorry to interrupt you. No, you're but good. This peak design clip on mine. Yeah. I can fit it into this Arca thing right here. It yes. fits into Arca. Yes, exactly. Yep, that's that's what I do too. And so I have a I have it on my R5 here, and then I put it into my tripods as well. And I have an Arca Swiss plate on my tripods, and it just yep. goes right in. So that's why it's super sick because I can pull it out of my Peak Design like capture clip on my backpack, yep. and then right into a tripod without skipping a beat. Right. So yep. in the cotton carrier, you couldn't. And you want to make the, sure all your optics have like a like you know whatever the exact same kind of system. Yes. You don't want to be worrying about which tripod Switching goes on which plates device. And, and like, oh, dude, it's a no, nightmare. No, you want to be standardized. That's what I was looking for. Standardized yes. plate system. Yep, we are dude, uniform across the board. that out, but <laughs> once, once you get it, it's money. It is, man. It, we're the same way. So everything we run is Arca Swiss. So like the the new Vortex optics, uh, the, uh, the spotting scopes they came out with, they don't even have to have a plate anymore. It's just Arca Swiss built onto the, oh, the oh, actual cool. Vortex spotting scope so the hot shoe on the spotting scope i think i my spotters around here somewhere i don't know uh but my the hot shoe like on the spotting scope itself like comes from the factory with a with the arca swiss plate like built in so there's no more plates you don't have to worry about plates anymore but the thing i was talking or to kobe about is that he said that cotton carrier came out with a fix so on the right hand side on the far right there is the cotton carrier mount on the left-hand side, there's a built-in Arca Swiss plate. So you never you don't have to worry about not being able to put your camera on a tripod anymore and taking off that mounting system for the cotton carrier. Yes. And yeah. I'll say the the peak design gums up on me all the time with dirt. Like if you yeah, you go into trees or, or you getting it ice gets iced up, yes, gets super yeah. cold. The button doesn't work. I'm always like trying to gum that thing it, out. It's loud. It can be a real pain getting in there. For yes, sure. it can, dude. Cotton carrier never once had a problem with it. You just twist it, lift up, and it's out. You can get that thing out in a. In, I loved it. And you can put it into Arca stuff. No and problem. now you can because they came out with a they came out with a fix for it. it and it's from Cotton Carrier too. So there's like a Cotton. I'll just check into that. Uh, my luckily, my peak design thing is so worn down; it goes in pretty easily at this point. But yeah, like, if you get a new one, it's like, nah. oh yeah, dude, it's it's bad. Um, I think I can't remember. Oh yeah, it's right here. Uh, it's called the Cotton Carrier Adapter Plate, and it's thirty nine bucks on Amazon. And it's just okay. it goes into Arca Swiss, and, and it has a the Cotton Carrier adapter right on it. Okay, Super here's sick. another little a little thing i do okay which is cheap it's kind of like a cheap way to i think improve your camera a little bit mm-hmm. um doesn't matter what camera they make them for anything but you know when you're you're out um and like in sunny conditions and it's like hard to see your screen or like even your viewfinder can be really hard i yeah. order these um they're like replacement eye cut pieces but they're like extended ones like they Ooh. come out like this far so it's literally like a rubber eye piece a rubber eye piece like around your eye so you can stick your eye up there and like in some time, some conditions, it's really hard to see your viewfinder. Yeah, that little thing, it's like you know, it's like dark. You know, it's it's kind of um, you can get a really good make sure you're really in focus, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I do that on mine too. Add that little thing in there. It's good. That that's a good tip too, for sure. I didn't. Uh, is that just something you can find on gear tip? Yeah, that's something you can just find on Amazon. I'm sure, I'm sure you can like uh, viewfinder yeah, like, rubber. Put like rubber eye cup or eye piece or something. Yep, I just found it. There's a couple different bland, uh, brands. Thirteen bucks. Viewfinder uh, extending eye cup. Thirteen bucks. Yep, that's super I run cool. Those. That's a good. That's a good tip right there too. Man, we're just yeah, man. We're just we're just getting all the tips. tips. Yeah. <laughs> 
soft silicone camera we viewfinder need to do icon. We Ian Wild Hunter's Quest filming school or something. Dude, let's do it. Let's uh, the let, Hunter's Quest. The the Hunter's Ian Wild Quest. <laughs> the Ian uh, Wild dude. The Ian Wild Quest. Of which I'm going on a quest in the Ian Wild this year. There was what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That <laughs> yeah, is uh, come out and try to um, and try to kill a black tail and maybe even if I'm like so blessed, try to get a shot at a Roosevelt on the same trip. Oh man, yeah, that'll be that'll be something for sure. That I mean, it can happen. Be with the local, I'm gonna be with the local. Okay, Luke, you know Luke Dusenberry, obviously. Yep. yep, he's from out there, so he's gonna try to help me out a little bit. You guys gonna do Oregon? We're gonna film it together. Yeah, Oregon. Nice, dude. That'll be sick. And then come up to Washington, and we'll take you on a bear hunt. Dude, I'd love to, man. That'll um, be a. It'll be a good. We one. gotta do that at some point. Yes. What's uh? Are you guys? Oh, is your spring bear season still gone? Yeah, it's gone. Dude, that yep. sucks, man. Yeah. I'm like looking forward to planning. Well, that means you got to hunt out of state. Yeah, right? we're gonna be we're gonna be going to Idaho, I think, for a spring bear for sure. We'll be we'll be finding somewhere to go fart around in, and probably do Idaho again. Yeah, me too. Me too. Oh, we should talk. We, we should, should talk. We should link up then, huh? <laughs> we should talk <laughs> for sure, man. I'm definitely going to be out there. Actually, Luke's coming with me too. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm definitely coming, so, and we're definitely bringing the podcast gear, and we'll just be like the three amigos, <laughs> just uh, burning the midnight oil at camp, yeah. talking about podcasts. <laughs> we're going to do the same thing we did in Idaho, and we're both going to get tags. He's going to try to film me shoot one, then I'll film him shoot one. Dude, love it. Yes, yeah. let's talk about that. That's for sure. Um, okay, let's talk about, uh, we've talked about gear and we've talked, I mean, lenses. Have, have you set all of your lenses yet? You, you have the 7200 behind you. Um, so yeah, so that is a really good point though for like, I do really like having a very like, well, I can't show you cause I'm using it right now on my camera, Oh, okay. but it's a, um, Tamron 17 to 28 F 2.8. Ooh. Uh, really good. Um, it's probably, and other people have said this too, like that are way more talented than me. It's like the best budget wide lens, uh, probably out right now. Okay. Um, Tamron 17 to 28 is F 2.8 and, um, good price. And, um, a good little lens. So that's good for like vlog style stuff. But of course, um, yeah. I'm going to try out the 24 to 105 for that in Mexico, see how it goes. And then, um, anyway, that was just one to, wanted to tell you about that lens. So, yeah, that is, and that's and then, uh, the Sony E mount, right? Sony. Yeah, for mine. Okay. And I always run clear. I mean, I'm sure probably everyone does this way. Always run clear UV filters just to yeah, protect my lens. To protect that lens. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's something I haven't ever done but i'm i'm sure it's probably a very smart idea especially in our line of work dude imagine i know to clean your lens and like just not having the guilt of i could be just rubbing grit into my lens right now like even if you rub grit into it and you have to clean it like in the heat of the moment you just need to wipe it yeah it's like a cheap little you just replace it and your lens has not been touched by anything yeah, I know that it's definitely, especially in our line, our line of work, when you're outside and it's on a oh, it's yeah. on a camera carrying it's down, you're running through bushes. Like if you scratch that, I'd want to jump off a cliff. But if you scratch yeah. a eighty dollar you know plastic cover, you're like oh, okay, whatever, I'll just yeah. get a new well, one. It's it's glass, but um, and then also if your lens cap does fall off, it's like an extra line of security. Like yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that that's so. another really good hot tip too. You don't want to like because these lenses that we were getting like this this Canon RF. 
seventy to two hundred two eight is like thirty two hundred dollars. So it's like you don't want to. Yeah, I would mess never that take up. that thing in the field without uh, a UV filter protecting my lens. Bro, I, I was just getting like snowed on, and there's still blood on mine from a duck falling on it. <laughs> dude, like, dude, <laughs> that's amazing. I was cleaning blood off my lens uh, after my last trip too, dude. Like this is a really expensive lens, cleaning blood off it. Yeah, yeah I love it. I love it. <laughs> they're tools, man, and they're and like I yeah. yeah, of course I try to take care of them, and I just got to remember at the end of the day, like man, that's this is how you build. This is how we're building this entire P and Wild thing. So God yeah. bless these these that's types of equipment. Is, Not beating them up, exactly. but you gotta yeah take care of them so they last you you know more than one season but man like i'm, I'm sure. definitely not scared to to take gear in and kind of put them through like i abuse my stuff and i try to take a little bit better care of the electronics of course but man i'm 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 not scared to to get it out when it's pouring rain to get that shot or if it's dumping snow sideways like yeah. i'm using my camera to get the shot so you, you yeah. know like i think that's what you got to, yeah, man. Go like you, yeah, you just got to use your gear. You got to get those those yeah. photos, and you got to get those yeah. video it's clips. And yeah, it's it's a balance. You got to take care of your stuff. Yep, and it's got to be ready to go and in tip top shape when you need it. But you can't be afraid to like, oh, I can't shoot because it's raining. No, you just got to like, I you got to shoot. Yes. You know? Um, the listeners already heard this because last week I did it, but I'll show you really quick. So this is the. I had a Nikon Z7. I had the Nikon D850 for a little while. And then, so this is a Nikon 70 2.8. Uh, I had it carrying, I was, it was on my uh, cotton carrier coming down the mountain like this. And uh, I get to the truck. It was like an eight hour pack out. We, we all three had full mule deer on our back. And it was a horrendous, like six and a half mile down to the truck. So it took us a very long time to get down to the truck. I get to the truck and I pull my lens out. And I don't know if you're going to be able to see that, but do you, do you see that? It looks awful. What is it? It's severe water damage. Oh, geez. Yeah. So it like leaks. It's, it's just totally destroyed. But I keep it on my shelf to remind me, like, you did this, moron. Take care of your yeah, stuff. Dude, what, yeah. <laughs> but you I. Go in just a pack out mode and just throw that thing like in something. And yep. I don't know. And uh, I, I don't know what happened. Uh, I'm assuming. Do you insure all your stuff? I do not. Do you insure everything? Oh, my gosh, dude. I know. I need to. What are you doing with yourself? I don't know. When you buy, okay, you can buy, you can buy a protection plan through B and H, dude. It's, dude, it's so worth it. It's not that much money. Okay. Another cheat code, dude. I'm dropping all the cheat codes. Yes. Um, you just buy the protection plan with your equipment. If okay. you break it, if you literally are just like sitting there, you had like eight beers and you drop it on the ground and break it, they will replace it, no questions asked. Up to like three times or something. For how long? Well, Forever? Uh, I think three years or something. But it's worth it. Three oh, years totally is better than it. no years. I've used it before. Like, there's this one mic I used to run that, like, great mic, but the plastic housing on it, like, would just break. I've broke two of them already. Damn. Um, Which mic was it? Was it a Rode? Plan. or a? No, it's a Sony. I don't... It's in here. It's a Sony. It's basically an XLR adapter for... Here's right here. It's an XLR adapter for the A7. Oh, okay. This goes into the hot shoe. Yeah. It's got two XLR inputs and you run this like really nice shotgun mic or even XLR like uh, lapel mics. But um, anyway, the plastic housing on this thing is very, it sticks up really far and the housing is just not made that well. So like, uh, it breaks very easily. Seems so like something that they could fix pretty easily if they tried to. Yeah, they, well... They released this other mic that's a lot cheaper, 
and honestly sounds just about as good. It's not XLR though. Mm. And it goes right into the hot shoes. It's a lot smaller. It's a lot more durable. And it does it sounds basically just as good. So I kind of switched to that, honestly. Like I might need to sell these or something. Oh, got it. Yeah. I, uh yeah. Luke recommended the Rode Video Mic NTG to like mm-hmm. when I was spring bear hunting with him in Montana. And so we ran those all season. And my God, that's it. That's an incredible, like out in the wild, like microphone. Is that the one he has? Luke? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that one sounds really good. It so does, good man. One. Like, yeah, he recommended that. I think it's only like 250 bucks. Ended up picking it up or I picked up three of them. So all of our bodies have the same lens. We have everything. They're yeah. all uniform, all the same system. So if my camera's on the floor and Bobby's is on the, like we could each just grab each other's and go. So they're all yeah. set up the same. I set up all the cameras all of the all the microphones everything should just be across the across the board it's uniform be the same. exactly yep. so we can all pick it up and just run and gun um so yeah that, that all the cameras identical and that you're mic like, is you're like awesome. running a mini production house over there man dude trying to but i don't know anything about adorama <laughs> dude yeah that's that's the impressive part running solo man like goodness gracious uh, well no i mean not i'm not trying to say it like that i'm just saying like um it's hard to keep three guys kind of all on the same page and organized and, and yeah. get, like that's, that's a, it's tough to work out those procedures and processes. Cause I worked in a place like that where it's literally, there was, it was almost like a fire department. It was like eight full-time videographer guys. We just travel all the time. We had like this big room with all our gear, but you had to keep everything like, so this was going back to like why I'm such a kind of a gear, like protection nerd. Yeah. Like I was trained by this guy who was like a Navy, um, ex-navy veteran he was like a combat videographer and i worked with a lot of combat videographers so they're very fastidious and like um you know everything had to be back on the charger exactly where it went in its spot right after a shoot everything is put up exactly where it goes you know what i mean just keeping track with processes for everything as far as you know when you're done with the shoot put your sd card here don't delete your sd card until the show is actually aired like just like little things that you just learn and anyway total rabbit trail but um that's why I'm such a gear protective nerd. No, you, you, I mean, dude, it, it's a good trait to have. Like, I'm pretty, I'm like out here in the studio, like my stuff is nice and, and organized because like when I get in here, I don't know, it sounds weird, but if I have like a clustered mess of an odd, like an office, I can't oh, sit yeah. down and edit. Like, I, I feel like I have to go clean Absolutely. stuff up. Like, I like, oh, I got to make this look better. Like, and focus and jump in. Exactly. Yeah. So I try to keep all my, all my stuff here, like nice and, and organized so I can, and yeah, and when you want to go to, find too. something, yeah, you like, you sit down like, oh, where's the batteries at i know where my batteries are my my charging walls over there like my batteries are here and my kids are down here like i try to be that way but of course like sometimes especially in the backpack like i have an explosion but (laughs) yeah or like sometimes like right now i'm about to leave on a trip like if i turn my camera right now it's a gear explosion right now because i'm about to go and i'm like in the middle of packing and stuff but it happens sometimes yeah you're where you headed you're going to the desert right mexico man yeah Yeah. that's right That'll be fun, yeah, it's gonna dude. Be fun. It's gonna be really fun, dude. How many days are you going for, and who are you going with? Um, I'm going down there with Brian, Call, and uh, Lampers, and Brad Hunt. Nice, um, dude. For ten days, dude. That'll this be sick. Desert, just chasing crusty old coos bucks, dude. That'll be so much fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you going yeah, down uh, to film a YouTube video or for a video for the so, TV show? Well, or are you filming I for them? To Brian about it. I talked to Brian about it and I talked to Brian about it and um, I'm basically going to help them film their project. And, you know, like I imagine we'll probably split, split off into pairs. We haven't talked about this. So I'm just thinking probably the way it'll go. We'll split off into pairs, probably most likely me and Brian and then Ryan and Brad, but not sure. Could go yeah. either way. Um, and then we'll kind of hunt and film each other. And then, 
Um, you know, those guys will probably be holding out for way bigger deer than me. Like, <laughs> like I'll be fine with a decent <laughs> one. So I don't know how it's all going to go down. But anyway, I'm going to help them film their stuff. And then when it's, you know, when it's my turn up to bat, they'll help film me. And then we'll both be able to release an episode off it. That's really cool, man. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. best of luck on that. That'll be awesome. Are you taking, uh, well, why don't you run down your photography gear for that kind of hunt? You're doing a desert uh, coos deer hunt, 10 days. Is it backcountry or are you guys doing like a base camp um, truck hunts type of stuff? It's it's more like a base camp style okay. hunt. Okay. Like, so. No, I was just saying not, for like uh, for the gear situation. So now if it's a base camp, you could literally take everything. But why don't you yeah, run down like what not, you're going to be trying to, like what's, what's your photography kit or your videography kit? Take us through it. Yeah, so um, my, my most of my stuff, even though this is not a weight-conscious trip, um, I'm still taking pretty much the same amount of stuff. I am taking one extra tripod in this one because, like I said, weight's not really as much of a factor. And I like to be able to have my camera, like I said, set up, ready to go for, you know, if that buck pops out, you know, and he's only out for a second, I want to make sure I get footage of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that thing's just ready to go. But I also like to be able to glass on a tripod. So usually, it's if I can, I'll have two tripods. Um, but if I'm doing real backcountry, I only take one tripod. Okay. Gotcha. Um, this one, you know, I'm going to take a spotting scope and binoculars. Um, but if I'm what optics you run, um, right now, everything I have is loophole. Okay. Um, so I did some work for Brian, who's sponsored by loophole mm-hmm. and he helped me get some gear in exchange for doing some work oh, for cool. him and whatever. So very I nice. Know, like, so a nice like line of loophole stuff that um was i mean it was given to me for work i did it wasn't just a gift but i mean it was nice of him to do that but I, you know i did some work for it so that's awesome um, yeah so anyway um and then you know my rifle um for this one i'm well you, you asked about photography stuff so um my my setup's pretty much the same for backcountry, except for like I said, this trip I'm gonna run that 24 to 105 okay. on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. I will still be carrying around the same tripod setup with the same uh, two to six with a teleconverter. Um, I'll bring two bodies on this trip again. Since weight is not a factor, I'm gonna bring probably at least one of my vertical grips for my camera. Okay, which basically just allows you to put two batteries in at yep. one time. So it's just kind of nice to have two batteries um, for anyway, for you want to do like night time lapses or something for sure to worry about as much, but if it's back country, I'm not carrying that extra weight around. Um, You know, who knows? I might even go crazy and take the 7,200 on this trip since it's not weight restrictive. You know what I mean? And take some dope photos. Yes. You're inspiring me, dude. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yes. That's a good idea. I'm doing that. I'm like doing that. I'm deciding right now. Yes. Take it. Um, you know, all my ND filters, um, you asked about SD cards. I like these, I mean, this is, this is more high end stuff, honestly. Like, so, but I like these Sony tough cards. Yep. It's a 256 gig card V60. So I can shoot, you know, some nice 120 footage and everything. Yep. Um, you know, I have about 10 batteries, which is a lot. Yes. But. I can legitimately go on like a 10 day hunt and not need to charge batteries. Almost. I haven't gone quite 10 days. I've gone, I think seven or eight and not had to charge anything. Um, mics. I'm just doing shotgun mics. Now I was doing lapels and road go tos, and the, they're really nice for getting that like kind of intimate 
like you know when the guy's on a stalk and you can like hear him breathing or like saying stuff under his brother like oh he's right there yeah, yeah these guys okay it's dope for that um, yeah it's a little bit extra to kind of get up and I, I had some trouble with another mic i was testing this year it was giving me some weird like feedback issues but um it's kind of easier just to use a good shotgun and it is man agreed do a lot with it agreed so luke turned me on to that actually like we kind of ditched the lapel mics and just went with good shotguns yep uh, dude, I'm, I can even like uh, I've done like uh, like our channel. We do like uh, YouTube reviews to like gear on the table behind me, and uh, you, you clip this to your shirt. And I just don't even like that look. To me, it looks like I don't know, like uh, it's like kind of corny or sloppy when you got this mic yeah. like clipped onto your shirt. And they then it's can like go pretty nice on your bino harness though, and just kind of when you're hunting. That's a good point. Yeah, you probably don't even notice that. We, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you, man. I kind of like the. The, the quality of the shotgun mics. Yeah. I think it's better. Um, and then it's, like, it's already so hard to film a hunt and it's just, it's an extra thing to have to charge. It's an extra thing to think about. Like, okay, we got to go on a stock. Okay. Turn your mic on. Yeah. If you like forget to turn it off after the oh, stock, God, the, then the it's batteries blown. are dead by the time you want to have the next stock. So you got to remember to turn it off and on, but you know, after every stock, it's just a lot extra stuff. And so it's, you know, you're already living in the back country and everything you do is work, you know, getting water, going to the bathroom eating like everything requires work like save yourself a little headache if you can now if you're a dedicated cameraman you know on like a bigger show or something you're probably gonna want to do something more intense but exactly what we so, do shotgun mics good they'll work yeah and the quality yeah. of them is just crazy man like you can get some yeah. really good quality shotgun mics like the road ntg that we're using right now it's been fantastic but there's a lot of other videos out there that I don't know what they use. And they're like, man, these sound great. And they're not really, yeah. like, I don't see a mic. So it's got to be a good shotgun mic or something like yeah. that. But and that's awesome. audio posts these days too. Exactly. You can, yeah, if you can drop those clips into audition and, and tweak them and, and do all sorts of different stuff. Like that's what mm -hmm. I do with the podcast. Uh, I take it out of the roadcaster and then I just put in an audition and I tweak the, the, the volumes in there and kind of mess with uh, different kind of audio effects. And then I just export it right away. So my, my workflow yeah. for this, is very fast though like i'll probably have the, yeah. this podcast will probably be live tomorrow when uh, wow. tomorrow morning yeah wow yeah it takes me a little time i i'm not very efficient so my processes i need to work on that but eh, we'll get there still works out yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the important part is it, it it gets it it gets out yeah. yeah, but my flow, yeah. I can I can have a I'll edit a podcast in in probably a half hour, have it done, export it up on the uh, up on the. I guess I go. could I could probably do that. I'm I'm fairly fast. Um, I don't do any really editing though. I just kind of like me neither. Put it out. Yep. Yeah, I just drop it into Audition, tweak some like I just as a whole, I'll tweak it a little bit. Add the and, intro, etc. Yep. Add intros yeah. and then it, add a couple commercials in the beginning, and then I export it and off and running. But boom, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Okay, anything we're missing photography-wise? I know we've, uh, I mean, we're I mean, pushing two hours, but there's... Yeah, we've been talking forever, dude. I can't believe anyone will listen to me to talk this much, but... Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was no, actually uh, at work today, and... Uh, some good stuff. I was at the the coffee shop at work, and someone was like, dude, I just listened to your photography podcast, and you guys, that was an awesome podcast. Just finished the whole thing, and I was like... Dang, dude! Like, oh yeah, I think yeah. some people will think this is really interesting. Actually, I do too, man. And it's a yeah. it's a very hot topic. Lots of people are are getting into YouTube totally. and taking pictures, and it's awesome, dude. Like, I, I love seeing it. I love, like, I love seeing Facebook feeds and Instagram feeds of just like hunting pictures and yeah. hunting YouTubes, well, and it's like, damn, this is awesome. Thing is, think about it. What are some of the earliest human things like art that we have? Is cave paintings? Cave paintings. What were most 
cave paintings of dudes Animals. hunting. Yes. <laughs> dudes have been coming back and telling stories and making art about their hunts and their adventures since the beginning of humankind. Yes. So dude. like we're just continuing that. We're tradition. just continuing it in 4K. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. And looking around nine pound cameras instead of some paint on a wall. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Go I think ahead. the it's last thing. Uh, I, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say the last thing we should talk about really quick is like everyone thinks about the cameras and, and the high quality gear and, and lenses and stuff. But really what it like what matters a lot, too, is what you have at home. And that's like a PC, like a, a computer that can handle mm. editing videos, oh, yeah. handle editing pictures, handling, yeah. you know, uploading giant like terabytes of, of photos coming in. Uh, not Dude, every so computer true. that is out there can handle these types of things. Um, yeah, if you're if you're going out in the field with pro gear and you have crap gear back home, yes. that'd be like a Ferrari driving around with like a like the engine from like a broken like chainsaw or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you have like the engine of your car is gonna just literally you're gonna get home with all this awesome stuff and I've done this. Yep. And you're gonna put in your computer and you're literally not gonna be able to do anything with it. Yeah. Like it, it'll just gum up your computer. It won't even like it won't even move. And yep. so you'll get so frustrated, tear all your hair out, you'll break your computer and you'll have to get a new one. So yeah. you got to have the setup at home. A million percent, dude. So I, I learned the hard way too. When I went from a Canon uh, 6D, which was like a full frame, 24 megapixel camera, I was taking awesome pictures with it. And I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to upgrade and go to like a real professional, you know, style of camera. And I went to Nikon and I switched to the Nikon D850 which will go down as the best DSLR ever made. It was the the D850 was a $4000 DSLR. It came out in I think 2018. Uh it was just an absolute like probably the one of my most favorite cameras I've ever owned. And I went out and did a my first hunting or like first scouting trip, whatever I took on the very first time. Took a bunch of pictures, filled an SD card, came home, put it in my computer, and my computer would not even edit them in Lightroom. Like it, I, I would move a slider and it would legit take me 30 seconds to start seeing the yeah. effects of that yeah. photo take effect or, and I was like, and there's oh no way gosh, you can work like that. No way. Yeah. No, you, you yeah. will throw your computer across the room. Yeah. You'll quit. You'll yeah. Quit. You, you will legit actually, quit. So, yeah. uh, the next day went down to Best Buy and I just bought a like $2,500 computer off the, off the shelf in Best Buy and it worked for I don't know, three or four years until yeah. I got to but the if you're newer doing like stuff. 4K, Bingo. like 120 yes. footage, like yep. it's going to, you have to have a legit camera. That's why, I mean, honestly, if you know this going into your project, don't yep. record in 4K. You probably yep. don't need it anyway. Like, That's right. So don't worry about that unless you have like a, basically a professional computer. Yes. <laughs> like MacBook Pro, it's actually pro for a reason. Exactly. Like, um, yeah, so you need the computer for sure. Yeah, man, and I think it's a a part that's kind of overlooked because we always hear like cameras, 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 lenses, 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 and you're like, man, Dude, you're like so right. And and you get like SD cards, and you start talking about these things, and like SD cards, like this SD card I got for my Canon R5, it's a it's a five twelve. This yep. thing is like four hundred dollars, and yeah. and you have mm -hmm. to have this kind of speed. It's a CF Express Type B. You have to have this fast of a card. You have to have this big of a card because if yeah. you're running with a sixty four, you're gonna fill that thing up in ten minutes if you're filming. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, four K one twenty, and then you're also taking pictures. You have to get yeah. larger cards, and they're like yep. four hundred bucks on top yeah, of I three thousand dollars lenses. Two fifty sixes in both my cameras. Yeah, and so yeah, that's that's easily. 
I think they're two hundred. Exactly. You got five hundred dollars in SD cards in yeah. one camera. So now you have eight hundred dollars. <laughs> exactly. Two cameras. I have eight hundred dollars worth of SD cards. In and I'm sure you have replaceable ones too. When they're full, you can replace them. And going back to how like, um, I don't want to say like to how meticulous I was trained. I like have a mental thing. I cannot erase these memory cards with my hunts on them until they actually air. So Dude, it's, like, it's smart I though. I have a set of cards for every hunt because I mean, I know that sounds crazy and stupid, but at the same time, like that is, that is like gold. Like it is. Yeah. Irreplaceable is, is irreplaceable. Yeah, it's a moment in time that happened. It can never be replaced. Every cent of money you spent in pre-production and planning and buying gear, it's all there and can all be replaced except for what you used to capture it with. Yes. can never be replaced. Nope. Um, it's priceless. So it is. you like, I don't, I'm not going to like, yeah. So I'm very fastidious about that. You know, I keep all my cards in like a nice thing. I triple backup stuff um, on hard drives and I don't like, you know, so another long rabbit trail, but I can't really delete my cards. So I have multiple sets of cards. Yes. No. And, and I, I'm, I'm 100% with you. Like I, I get home from a trip and, uh, I have three hard drives right here. They're all like two to four, six terabytes. Yep. And, and I'll put them on these state drives. And if these are off them. Yep. These are all SSDs. I'll get home and I have files in here and I'll just drop them in there. And I'll name the hunt and just be like Montana 2022 backup drag and yep. drop. And then I'll put them on two at least two of these. So I have two backups. Then I have the file on my main computer here that's backed up, and then I also leave them on the SD card until I need yep. to delete them. That the, yep. until the air is probably a good idea too, but I'll even leave them on that card until like I'm out in the field and I'll get to the camera getting ready to format, and I'll be like, oh okay, this is you know Spring Bear. This was eight months ago. I can delete this, you know, and I know yeah. I have it backed up. So um, yeah, that's a, that's a it's great idea so too, man. To do. It is, man. It, it is <laughs> yeah. terrifying to delete I that keep footage. Everything on my cards on a solid state drive to edit off of. Yep. Which is the thing like you can't even edit if you don't have the right hard drive. You have yes. even like the right kind. You have to have a solid state hard drive to edit it's off fast. of the 4K stuff. Yep. Yeah. And um and then I have 18 terabyte like regular hard drive to like that's my like to storage to store everything. Backup. Yep. Yeah. I have a 10 sitting right here. Uh, not an 18. Nice. I got out of my game. <laughs> Well, but no. but yeah, computer. No, like, and, and I was just going to talk about it because me and you both talked about that we're on MacBooks. Um, so the new yeah. M1 chips that came out in 2020, they are actually extremely affordable. Uh, like we're talking, you know, two grand, and you can do anything in the world right now. I mean, I guess I don't know about like cinema shit, but my Canon R5 footage that's 4K yeah. 120, a super weird codec. My cam, my computer smashes that at full res on you know yeah. on Premiere Pro. Um, what does you it, just said is pretty much accurate. Yeah, and I, I'm I mean, sure exactly. it doesn't. You can it do just, anything pretty much with that with that computer. Yeah, at least and, the, yeah. And I, I was on. even looking at uh, having something at home, which is the new. Uh, have you seen the new Mac uh, Studio? The like cube thing. Yes, yeah. uh, they're insane. Yes. And yeah, they're like twenty four, like twenty four hundred bucks, and they will oh, just, yeah. And they're just because uh, it's no monitor; it's just like the 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 tower, if you will. It's just like the power, like the yeah. the just the brain, just the brain. That's there you go. That's what I'm looking for. So twenty twenty two Apple MacBook Studio M one Max chip, and uh, uh, these things yeah. are this one I is the M one Max laptop. Yes, dude. They're just they're absurd. I and, literally the, this is how I got the laptop actually. Um, I got back from, I think it was the spring bear hunt with Lampers and Mark Livesey uh -huh. and Brad hunt. And I had all this footage and I was like, so stoked. And I plugged in and same thing, 
computer wouldn't move. Just couldn't run it. It's done. And so I literally went to the Apple store and I was like, give me the sickest video editing computer you guys make. <laughs> He's like, you have to order that. And I was like, all right, fine. And it took like months to get it, but I finally got it and it's it's worth it. And now it's, yeah, it's in the rear view. You have a computer that you know you can you can do anything on. It'll edit everything you want to do. Pictures, video, it'll keep up with everything. And I think that's a, it's it's a pretty overlooked piece of a component of like uh, someone yeah, who's sure trying right to get into that. it is, you know, yeah. people think like, oh, I need the camera. But dude, if you want to do anything of that when you get home, you have to have mm-hmm. a nice computer too. So I hate to say this, but jumping into photography is pretty damn expensive. Jumping into video editing yeah. is pretty damn expensive. But if you want to, just saying, like if you go up to the ProRes gear, you're gonna like photography or cameras and and video stuff. Like you're gonna have to have pro computer settings too, like computer system yeah. at home. Like yeah. you can't. Uh, y- and I think those people that are doing this kind of stuff are probably at a level where you know yeah they know a little bit what they're doing because yeah you just gotta you gotta just figure out what it is you want to do if you want to just make um like you know i know i said this before but if you want to just make cool videos for your friends and stuff you don't have like some grand aspirations which yeah either way is fine but if you don't you can you know like just like i said shoot only in 1080 don't shoot in 4k there you go you don't need like a fancy computer either it's still 1080 hd it still looks great it does yeah i mean and you don't dude, even I would, need 4K for most stuff. No, you don't. And and at a, at a prosumer level, and like you know what you guys are doing, what I'm trying yep. to do, yep. you do need that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just depends on what you want to do. Yeah, dude. And and I would say like even just to motivate someone to start documenting their trips, like uh, I would like my kids. Like I'll get home from work, and my kids have like my bear hunts from three years ago on the YouTube. They just love seeing it as they get oh, older. Nice. Like as they yeah. get on, like my son that's is my dad. Exactly. Yeah, my son's five and he gets to go back and look at hunts with, you know, like his mom and like we'll be fishing or duck oh, yeah, hunts and so stuff cool. and he just gets to watch them. So just seeing them being able to watch it, like, dude, like all of you listening right now, like I'm sure you guys have all of you have a crazy hunt story that you love to tell. Like, right, if you're, yeah. you're, your buddies around, you start telling them these stories. Now imagine your kids are 15 and they can go watch that. How cool yeah. would that be? You know, like yeah. your, your kids or are 10 or hunt. Kind exactly of that world like exactly yeah it's it's so priceless yeah. and it's so fun it's yeah. just fun to share the story of something that you love so much but people who don't do it in your family that like know you love it but probably don't really understand yeah <laughs> you, know, you can kind of give them a window into that world yep and uh it's very fun to share that with people because like you know my wife she's never gonna just to be honest, man, she's never going to go on a backcountry hunt. My yeah. wife will never do that. <laughs> yeah. It's just how yeah. she is. It's just but how it is, I can man. kind of bring her into that world. You could take her with you, you know, like, quote, unquote, you could take her with you on I that journey. Share, this is what I do. Yeah, yeah. It's fun to share that. And then, hey, your kid's seeing it. That's awesome, too. And Yeah, man. Um, it's really neat. Like a kid to think dad is cool. He's epic, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he my, kills bears on the mountains. My dad takes bears off mountains. Yeah, but like my my parents, like they don't come with me. My wife, like she does come with me, but my parents, yeah. like they, they'll always like they're my number one fan. I get home and they're like, man, like I love that Idaho hunt. Like you got so close to a bull elk. That's so cool. Like those kind yeah. of things that like, yeah, that's I can cool. get home and tell them. They can see it. They get to see oh, like my yeah. traveling across totally the different. traveling across the West. These crazy road trips. I'm always telling about them. Now they get to watch them. So for yeah. you listening and you're on the fence, like yes, grab a camera, grab a computer, document your journeys. You're never gonna like be disappointed. Have fun with it. Don't yeah. stress out and like be like, oh, I gotta be the next whoever. You know, like yeah. just have fun with it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. And if you love it, you'll you could go as far as you want with it. Yep. 
But yeah, man, it's been great talking to you. I'd probably better get off here because my wife's probably gonna be mad. I haven't been down so long. It's been what, like two and a half hours almost or something? Yeah, we're coming up on two hours. Yeah. But uh, okay. yeah, man, thank you so much it's for been great uh, talking to you, dude. It's been great, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, before you go, really quick, tell, tell the listeners where to find you and your work, your podcast, that kind of thing. Yeah, man. So, my podcast, like I said, we got a hundred episode library by uh, January 8th anyway. That one was with Remy Martin. So, I mean, <laughs> Remy, Remy Warren, Warren not Remy, <laughs> Remy Martin. Um, so yeah, I got a really good library in there. So it's just the Hunter's Quest podcast. It's on, you know, anywhere, you know, Apple, Spotify, I think Google, anywhere you listen to podcasts. I also have a YouTube channel. Um, I do do video of like all my podcasts. Okay. Um, so you can actually watch if you're into that kind of thing. I know most people will listen to the audio, but you can watch the interviews and stuff. And uh, yeah, like I said, show will be coming out quarter three of 2023. So probably around July, if you watch Sportsman Channel, be looking for that. Um, should be a cool show. Dude, I'm. Uh, we're trying. I think you're going to be the first video podcast that I do on the Pinwell channel. So Thanks Sweet. for that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, please, yeah, guys, head over to head over to his channels and his YouTube, and uh, or when you start releasing your stuff, your podcast, I meant, and then social media. Make sure you're following him. Listen yeah. to his podcast. Instagram. Lots of cool, lots of cool conversations. Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, thanks so much for jumping on, man. Appreciate it. Uh, good yeah, luck dude. to you and that uh, Mexican Sonoran desert. That's that sounds like an awesome trip, man. Yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. I'll uh, send you some pics. Please do, and then let's uh, let's link back up for Spring Bear and try to try to meet up, and maybe share a camp. That'd be cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's stay in touch on that, man. Um, we'll do because I don't have a plan yet. I just know me and Luke are going. I kind of made it my goal to like I I sort of want to e scout it myself if I can. There you go. And I may try to you know weave in. I have a couple of tags out there. Um, that I may hunt. I got an elk tag and a deer tag in Idaho this year. Okay. So let's see if I can like go to one of those areas and like squeeze in some scouting wild bear hunting. Ooh, there so you I, go. Well, let's stay in touch on it. Yeah, please do, man. All righty, man. Well, uh, thanks so much again and you have a great night. Thanks for joining us. You too, man. Thanks. Thanks.